What's up, spooky bitches? It's October 28th. It's the 113th episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast. I'm joined is by it my... 113th? What is it? 116. 116th episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast. I'm joined by my favorite murderers. Um, Benjamin, the Sonic Maniac Magnet. Almost said your last name, your real last name. I'm joined by Brandon, the, the Godzilla Killer McClure. <laughs> and I'm Ryan. I'm a good guy, Iliopolis. I survived to the end. What's oh, up, guys? Right. The Godzilla killer. Yeah, it, it's the best I got. You killed Godzilla then. On short notice. Uh, Sparks, the, the, the felted manslayer, isn't here today. The yeah. felted manslayer actually sounds really cool. Yeah. What, what is like, he? That's a Skyrim character. <laughs> what is he? He took Kiri Batosai now? Oh, The felted no. manslayer. Yeah, well, he's, he's busy being spooky somewhere. Yeah, he at, is. At his job. But it's the last week. This is different. This has been a while. It's been just the three of us. I yeah, know, it's been a yeah. while. Um, thanks, Halloween. I love you, but I hate you because you took my sparks away. The movie um, or the holiday? Both. Oh, okay. Just oh. kidding. It's great. Go see it. Um, so yeah, it's the 113th episode you said, right? 116th. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's the 121st episode. <laughs> what is wrong with you today? <laughs> Are you okay? I'm sleepy. It's 116th episode, and I'm joined by my favorite bros. What's up, guys? What you guys don't know is that we just decided to run with this one. This is our fifth time trying to do this. Fifth. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I over exaggerate a Man. ton. So figure that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm good. How was your guys' this week? It was pretty spooky, was it? Oh yeah, you went to Not Scary Farm. I went to Not Scary Farm yesterday, and that's why I'm so sleepy because I stayed up late and I woke up early because I'm dumb dumb. We decided not to go to L.A. Comic Con, but Ben, you yeah, did. I did. How was it? Tell it me how Sunday was. It was nice. Um, it was. I mean, it wasn't stupid. It was pretty decently crowded. It, w- it was it was a good crowd. It wasn't like when Ryan and I first went that one Saturday where it was butts to nuts and we could barely walk. Oh, is that the, is that the almost the infamous pee session? Yeah, the, the infamous okay. pee session. Yes, but it was still a good time. It was a good time. I finally got my uh, Goliath pop. Um, they also, <coughs> I got some uh, uh some Keyblade blind boxes, little keychains. So that was fun. You get some goodies. Cool. Good I ones. did finally get um Aquaman Volume Four by Step with Stefan Sedgwick. Stan Stefan Sedgwick. Yeah. Yeah. A sexy but man. There was there was quite a bit of comic. Um, yeah, that Aquaman is aggressively sexy. <laughs> aggressively. Oh my stars. There was a there was oh a decent stars and goddess. There was a decent comic presence there, but I'm always bummed by the lack of graphic novel um, booths there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess that's just me because I like having graphic novels more than sing- trying to find single issues because I'll just get that at my local comic book store. Mm-hmm. So I don't know your local comic book store that's not local. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, although one thing I have to say that I liked about it is that um, this year they had little sections like they had a horror section with all the horror shops over there or the horror booths they had um, like if you just look up at the ceiling where the uh, aisles numbers are Mm -hmm. there's also these little things like cosplays over here uh, publishing and single issue comics over here artist alley is over there um, horrors over there. Anime is over here, so you didn't have to like go up and down every single aisle. Like, hey, where's that one anime booth that's like sandwiched between? It's like a nerd grocery oh. store. Is L- yeah. is L A Comic Con still co owned by Elvira? I don't think so. I don't remember seeing any of the adver- her on the advertisement. No, stuff. she. It used to be like Elvira and Stan Lee's at, uh, Kamikaze. Yeah, long time. Well, maybe ago. back when it was Kamikaze. Well, it does say tends to Kamikaze Entertainment Incorporated events authorized by show management. Blah 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 blah. Kamikaze Entertainment. So. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe it's like they pushed Elvira in the corner. Maybe. No, she pushed the baby in a corner. You know what? She retired the role of Elvira, and then I saw her do a Funko Pop commercial because yeah. she she has a she has a line of Funkos now. Mm-hmm. The cereal that we she's very popular. Yeah, yeah. She's very old. Hey, yeah. People have get old. Seen, have you seen what she looks like without all that makeup though? Not in a fortnight. She's gorgeous. Yeah, she is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my sister met her. Yeah, without yeah. all the makeup and everything, she, and she's like mistress of the night. The mistress of the night is one of the nicest people you apparently ever. Oh yeah, meet. she's super nice. I would hope yeah. so. 
she's really she's a really interesting person like this character that she's been putting on for like decades i actually i thought it was a different person because it's looking at her without makeup like, there's no way she's in her 70s yeah she's in her 70s well, yes she's been doing it i thought she was in her 60s no she's in her 70s hey 60s and 70s i mean that's yeah, I thought you were gonna say, I thought you were gonna look go a lot younger with that yeah. one. Uh, that, yeah. I always wondered why it wasn't like a legacy title. Just keep passing it on. Like, nobody would know. I Maybe think I like remember a... seeing a TV show where someone was going to be the next Elvira. Mm. It's gonna mm. be a man. It's Elvira. No. No. Okay. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No. <laughs> okay. I mean, wow. Yeah. Okay. Sexist. Jeez. When can, this is 2018. When can ben? men have something finally? Men can be Elvira too. Well, yeah. Yeah, they can. It's just. Men, men deserve a chance to be women, especially white men. Especially white we men. We are very uh, 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 marginalized. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, just like butter, marginalized. We here at the Fake Nerd Podcast do not believe this. No, nope. we're just doing this for a bit. Big fat jokes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that on the that on the other side. Um, hello, darkness, my old friend. Why? Oh, are you going to talk about the eighteen inning? No, Dodger game? I wasn't going to talk about the 18-inning Dodger game because we won that game. I'm talking about how the Dodgers are losing right really now. Really, because the more interesting story is the 18-inning one. Yeah, That's uh, two games. Yeah, that was two games. Of one. one. Didn't it end at like 3 a.m. or something? No, like it that? ended at 12.30. Oh, that's less exciting, actually. <laughs> it, ended <laughs> at twel- it ended pa- half an hour past midnight. The Dodgers, Max Muncy, hit a solo home run. We won the game, thank God. I like how you found two different ways to say 12.30. Like, it ended at 12.30, it ended at a half an hour past midnight. That's the, <laughs> that's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that game was awesome. And then going into the game last night, I was like, I was like, all pumped. We scored first. It was awesome. And then we just imploded. Red Sox scored eight more runs. Oh and now, right now, we're losing four to one. Hey man, it'll be better once once it's all over. This has been your Ben Madden Sports Talk. So I started. Yeah, we're not here to talk about sports. I started Go. watching The Haunting of Hill House. That show, I'm sure you've heard the buzz. That hearing, show is freaking great. Hearing a lot of good that things. That show is real that spooky. Uh, and just like, just like, uh, uh, you'll talk about some movies that yeah. now have a TV show that expand on the premise. Instead of having a two-hour spooky show, you have 12 hours to expand all these characters. So when things happen, it's like really emotionally satisfying and gratifying and sad and terrible. Yeah, I um, I, like Ryan alluded to. I finally watched the three Purge films. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first three, so the Purge, the Purge, uh, Anarchy, and the Purge Election Year. They're great. Yeah, I really enjoyed them. Uh, I actually surprisingly liked the first one a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, I think it's a really good like setup and uh, like world build. It's just like once we got the bigger movies, I'm like, oh, they could have done this from the beginning. Well, I mean, yeah. budgetary reasons. Yeah, because it's, it's Blumhouse. Blumhouse is whole model is we'll give you 10 million dollars and if you do good and we give you a sequel we'll give you more money yep. like uh, halloween's like 10 million dollars yep. get out 10 million dollars yep, yep. that's their like basically split 10 million dollars um now it's a giant superhero movie <laughs> yeah seriously now it's glass yeah um well i was thinking about this i was like you know what blumhouse does blumhouse really like helps this you know they have their they have their truth or dares or um another Unfriended, the ones that aren't unfriended. Good. They have uh, they know, all unfriended. can't be winners. They all can't be winners. But they, but what they do really well is they, they allow this horror, you know, renaissance to continue by giving lower budget films like Upgrade, Get mm-hmm. Out, mm-hmm. Halloween, The Purge films. Like they all have things that the creators are trying to say. Yeah, and I think that's really I mean, Upgrade is not a horror film, but it is it is Blumhouse. Um, it's really it's great spooky th- how good it is. Yeah, it is. It, it's great to see like these films come from Blumhouse that actually have something to say. Yeah. Halloween is about trauma, which we talked about. The Purge films are about history. Um, no, okay. <laughs> about America now. It's a documentary. And then uh, what's uh, Get Out about race relations, yeah. uh, current racial. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see. I also saw uh, two films in theaters, though. I didn't find time. 
this week was hell, but I did find time to to watch um, Beautiful Boy with Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet. Mm. That Timothy's and getting a lot of stuff. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, and another film. Oh, The Sisters Brothers with Joaquin oh, man, Phoenix and Sparks and I that? have been wanting to see that. <laughs> is that right? Mm, Do you think we would like it more? Well, it's a little. Because I like them weird. If it's weird, it's not weird. It's and it's not as it's not as silly as the trailer makes it out to be. Okay. Like the funniest bits are in the trailer. Okay. Um, the rest is kind of really dark and not necessarily in a depressing way, but more in a. In a I mean, you might enjoy it. Joaquin is great. Of course. Um, he he plays a really interesting character. John C. Riley is a little bit more restrained, but I kind of would have liked him not to have been. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. I felt it to be fine. Um, and Beautiful Boy, I also felt this would be kind of fine. Uh, I thought I would like that a lot more, uh, especially because it's about a father and a son relationship, but it was ultimately just fine. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that was, and then I finished... Uh, you did it. Did I finish Marvelous Mrs. Maisel this week, or did I do that last week? I don't know. Oh, I finished it, I finished it last time I talked. It was yeah. great. It was awesome. And the second season was just announced December 5th. Yeah. Very excited. I got to finish the Curious Creations of Christine McConnell. Heck yeah. We that? watched a bunch oh, of that. Oh, is that the, the, the Muppet one that mm-hmm. you talked about last It is really good. Is it's it? super funny. It is. Um, but yeah, like the uh, Sparks and you were saying, it's like how these little Muppets, when she's doing like her instructional baking or sewing things. she's talking to? Yeah, they're just like, like, who are you talking to? Yeah. Um, our, the resident spook slinger, Matt, uh, our spooky spooky boy, he, we watched some of that with him because he was here for the Not Scary Farm trip. Uh, and he got a good kick out of it too. That's cool. Yeah, I wanted to watch that one. I got. I'm trying to. Get, I got to focus. I can't be bouncing around. No, I understand. Yeah. Oh, I started the gifted. The season started two? season two of the gifted. The first episode's fine. I liked it. I I've think, only seen the first episode. I so. think uh, they get better. Uh, I think that the the way that uh, Sparks and I agree the la- the way that the main character Reyna does her uh, like black bolt voice mm-hmm. looks really bad. It where does. it's like, oh, it's like yeah, her shaky, it like a really shaky bad. camera on her face. It's like Black Bolt's ability of like speaking and things happen. It's really bad. Yeah. It looks terrible every time she uses it. And I'm like, this is so bad. Did, oh. you, did you notice that so in, the, in the first episode, all the episodes have X in the, the, in the titles? Too. No, that's, that's what the first season had X in the title. Yeah. In this season, it's all M's. Yep. I thought that's cool. I wonder uh, what the next one would be. W for winner. I don't know. I don't know. That's um, horrible. I put like 15 more hours into Assassin's Creed. Uh, that game's great. I wish it was Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, I'm sorry, that, buddy. No, it's cool. I mean, hey, I, cho- I, I chose a good game. I'm about game. 95% through Spider-Man. There you go. I am on the third act of Spider-Man. Bad boys. What you going to do? Yeah, we will have a review special on that one probably before the year is out. Hopefully, yeah. 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 Um, but first, God of War. Should we get into the episode? Yeah, Anything more that. you guys want to touch on? No, I'm cool. And here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread butter. Okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, then time now for the news. Mm. Let's get into uh, let's get right into it. We have f- first Pirates of the Caribbean news, ooh, which I thought was interesting. Uh, so in August, a couple months back, uh, Disney had not really said, but reports came out that Disney was moving forward with a sixth Pirates of the Caribbean film. It would be a sequel to Dead Men Tell No Tales. Which, as we all agree, is a terrible movie. Yeah. Um, oh boy, guys. <laughs> it's like, hey, d- don't do that. It's real bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah, I do not that, like. By the way, our next review special is on that, so uh, uh, look forward to that. I have so much I want to say about that film. Yeah. Do, do we have to rewatch the movie? Yes. Because like, yes. <laughs> anyway. I have to waste two hours of my life again. Two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's two and a half. No, I don't. Know. I'm just trying probably to add. I'm trying to add misery. <laughs> I'm in two the business half, of misery. I would say two and a half is uh, Pirates Three, and that's bearable. Yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, Pirates 3 is great. Shut up. Uh, Pirates 3 is exactly what you said, Ben. Don't listen to him. Uh, <laughs> yep. I'm going to die on this hill. Hey, it's, I, it's a I, fine hill I'm to die saying, on. I'm standing it's just here. a really long, overburdened, way too much CGI. I'm hill. not I'm saying. I'm standing on the hill with, with Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, and Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Yeah. I am not yep. saying that Pirates 3 is bad. I'm saying you can. it's bearable, not like Pirates 5, where you just want to gouge your eyes out. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Pirates 5 is terrible. I like Pirates 4 a lot more. But man, I saw Mermaids. Oh, real quickly, I was coming out of Pirates 4. I was like, it's fine. It's okay. Pirates 5 came out like, wow, Pirates 4 is pretty great. In comparison, <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, so they did say that they were moving forward with the sixth Pirates of the Caribbean film, ri- uh, directed but written by the same people who have been writing the, the franchise for now, uh, and uh, w- written by Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales director, Joachim. Uh, no. Just you give him, it's a, he's a real person. Ronning. There we go. Ronning. Sure. What's the O with the dash in it? Don't ask me. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, I, don't know. Ya- I think it's Joachim Ronning. Okay. Something like that. Anyway, Dem- that guy. He, he directed Dead Men's Tales. Tales. He was coming back to direct this one. Well, anyway, this uh, this week we got news that Disney is looking to reboot Pirates of the Caribbean um, instead of making a sixth film. Now, I'm inclined to think that probably the there's either two competing scripts, one for a reboot, one for a sixth one. Or these are the same movie. I think it's probably just the same movie. They were like, we're not really, we don't like the direction this is going in, so we're just going to get two great writers. Yeah, so the writers, yeah. so it, it is Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who did Deadpool and Zombieland, are uh, in early talks to pen the script, so they have not turned in a draft. They've, they were just talking about, they're just talking to Disney at this point. But no information on the direction of the film has been given. However, the question is whether or not Johnny Depp would return. Disney is not interested in working with jo- with Johnny Depp at this point. They're not Warner Brothers. Um, yeah. Because Warner Brothers loves him. I feel like this Warner Brothers signed like five picture deal, and then they're like, yeah. shit. <laughs> no, I think they did this deliberately. They yeah. don't care. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. Disney is, Disney is, at simultaneously too conscious conscious about their image mm-hmm. and not conscious enough about their image. They ruined their own image by being too concerned about it. Yeah. So they so they're like, we'll fire James Gunn, but we won't fire the girl who who voices Leia. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, guys, come on. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Politics. So, so that we're not sure if Johnny Depp will be in the film. Um, however, the writer of the original film, Stuart Beadle, uh, had some words to say. Now his words don't matter. They really <laughs> don't. But he because also he he wrote one movie fif- fifteen years ago. <laughs> it really has been that long. Yeah, yeah. oh boy, it's insane. That Remember, just, hey, that movie, movie is well. an Oscar nominated movie. That movie holds up well. That movie's fucking oh, pooping. It's a <laughs> pooping great movie, you guys. What movie what did he write? The Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, oh, um, uh, Crystal Black Pearl. Crystal Black yeah. Pearl. That's really good. Yeah. So, but he, you know, he did he did have some things to say now. Uh, it could be that he has information that we don't, uh, because he, you know, he he probably still knows Jerry Bruckheimer, who is going to continue to serve as a producer on these films. Yeah. Um, but he says, I think he's had a great run. Obviously, he's made that character his own, and it's become the character he's most famous for now. I think Jack Sparrow will be his legacy. It's the only character he's played five times. It's the character he d- he dresses up in to visit children in hospitals. It's what he'll be remembered for. So it doesn't really say anything, but it does kind of add fu- add fuel to the fire yeah. of maybe he's not coming back. Which I'm actually okay with. Yeah, that character needs to retire. Stop. I yeah. quite enjoy the world of Pirates because it really is the only Pirates franchise we have. Because mm-hmm. I think Pirates are super cool. Uh, at least when they're portrayed in the fun Disney way instead of being actual like murder rapist. Yeah. <laughs> but like I think Pirates are super cool and like their their mythology with like uh, Davy Jones and stuff. Like I would totally love to see another a Ruby. Pirate or- mythology. 
Sorry. No, oh. yeah. Uh, I would love to see a reboot-esque, like a, a soft reboot, just like new characters, just keep it in the world if you want to have like like Jack or Jill or who, what's the Jack, what's the Will, Will, Turner. Will, Turner. Will Turner show for five seconds, sure. But like, but see, that's the thing about the Pirates franchise is that Jack Sparrow is not the main character. Yeah. It no. was always about Will and Elizabeth. Yeah. And that's the problem with but four and money. especially five is that Jack Sparrow, you try to stretch that character out but he's not that thin to be not. He's not it's that. It's like strong stretching a uh, uh, SNL skit into a movie. It doesn't always work. Yeah, MacGruber. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> MacGruber's great. <laughs> anyway, that's the only one I can remember off the top of my yeah. head. Um, yeah, well, I think I oh think no. his. I think it is time for his character to retire. And you know what? He. he they don't even have to do anything. They don't have to kill him in a movie or no. do anything. Like you can even, if you really want, show up for like five seconds as like a Wolverine cameo. Yeah. But like this, just, this movie isn't about him, you guys. Like we can still have a pirates movie. Uh, I just, I wonder if the general public will care if Johnny's not in it because he, to a lot of regular people, he's still the dude. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people who still love Johnny Depp. But maybe you don't call Pirates of the Caribbean. But then again, you're. It does a franchise thing where they're not going to make the same money if it's not called Pirates. True, but you could, you could just call it Pirates. You could just theoretically make a Pirates film, the Wizarding World of Pirates. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The pirating World. Yeah. Uh, you could just make a like a shared universe is all the rage. Make a yeah. spinoff anthology. Maybe thing. don't yeah. call it Pirates of the Caribbean. Maybe call it something else. Or you know what? If you want to keep it in the Caribbean, sure. But there are pirates around the world. It's of the Mediterranean. <laughs> as, we've, as we've seen. I mean, I'm a, uh, Cassandra, my beautiful Greek love in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, she's a Mediterranean pirate, so yeah. it's possible. Uh, and, and I think going back going back to uh, back in time like again, back to the back to the first film time period, because now we're getting pretty close to the to the twentieth century. Yeah. Um I think that's probably probably be a smarter keep it back in that in that era of you know, pirating. You know, yeah. when it was yeah. in its heyday. Yeah. Anyway. I'm, I, I'd be good if they don't do anything, honestly. That that, that fifth film uh, t- put a really bad honestly, taste in my mouth. I was done with the pirate films after four. I kind of wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I was too. I like four because man, mostly because of Blackbeard. Yeah, I think so Amy Chain is pretty great. I thought Blackbeard was fine. Yeah. I thought Barbosa. Um, I uh, do Jeffrey like what Rush. they did with Barbosa. Yeah, with I like Jeffrey Rush really a lot. But what really just ticked me off was that, um, I don't know, I just didn't like the ending for Will and Elizabeth. But with five? Yeah. Well, well, at least okay, not just for ending. five. Well, not just five, but I kind of didn't. Kind of was a little iffy about their ending in three. See, I love their ending. in three. I mean, it, it is it is cute. I mean, like he like um, he's the new David Jones. He's the but new see, David Jones. He lifts the curse, but, but then see, of course that's the five screws it up because it's like, oh, he's cursed anyway. It's like he wasn't cursed. He does the work. Right. That's the thing about five that really screws up the mythology is that the Davy jo- Davy Jones isn't a curse. He's it's just a job. Yeah. yeah. And when he doesn't do his job, he gets all barnacly. Yeah. He gets to go on land every once every ten years and be with Elizabeth like, kid for a day. I like the I like Will and Elizabeth together and I like that and especially Jack in those first three movies, like he's not an ignorant idiot. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like But then the, they turned him into a bumbling idiot. Yeah, the fifth one just like, Oh, oh sharks, okay. Come Guys, on. there's there was a scene from Fast and the Furious in that last Pirates movie with the bank. There was scene. like th- it's literally the same thing, just there's a there's a boat involved now. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, I'm good. Anyway, so they are. So, um, what's next? Oh yeah, Pinocchio oh, is boy. getting a new movie, not by Disney. Uh, oh no, by, <laughs> but by guy Guillermo del Toro. What? Oh really? Yeah. Is this his seventeenth project he's working on? Probably. Yeah. Well, the first one that he's attached himself to the Shape of Water. Hmm. Now well, I guess is, it has been. Now he is Oscar award-winning director Guillermo del Toro. Oh my god, that did happen this year. Yeah, didn't it? it did happen. Wow. Oh my god, the year's almost over. You won what? Best director, right? Best director yeah. and best picture. Good job, boy. Yeah, well done, buddy. Um, did it win best picture? Yes. 
What came out did, last year? Did it? The Get Out come? No. No, that was the year before. Yeah. I think it was Shape of Water. I will say I'm going to fact hill. check it real quick. Uh, I will I will, I will. tentatively say it won. Anyway, but Guillermo del Toro is going to be co-directing a stop-motion animated film of Pinocchio, which oh. will be a... Huh? Shape of Water won Best Production Design, Best Original Musical Score, Best Director, Best Picture. Nice. I was right. Good to stick on my... Oh, it says it right here in the article. <laughs> <laughs> Beat you to it. We're, uh, we're great at this. Yeah. Um, anyway, so so it's his first it's his first feature since Shape of Water that he's going to be directing that he's attached himself to. Um, it's going to be much darker, and he's going to take uh, inspiration from what the quote says: "Grizz Grimley's original designs drawn from drawn from Carlo Collodi, eighteen eighty three novel, The Adventures of Pinocchio." Oh yeah, yeah, Grim Fairy Tales. So yeah, his name was Grizz Grim, Grizz Grimley. That's a dope name, isn't it? Great. Yeah. So yeah, so the, you know, more of the f- more of the grim fairy tales type of thing. Very much what Del Toro is known for. Have you ever? Th- I don't know if you guys saw his um, his exhibit at the LACMA when it was there. Oh day. yeah, I was there. Um, but you can see like his like his sensibilities very much. I mean, if you've seen those kind of dark any of his like any of his special effects movies like Pan's Labyrinth or Hellboy, like he he has a wicked imagination and a good yeah. visual eye. So like I can imagine a spooky. Pinocchio. He's all about dark fairy tales. Yeah. Grim fairy tales right up there with him. Um, is going to be co-directing it with with fantastic Mr. Fox's Mark Gustafsson. Gustafsson. Okay. Um, so that's that's kind of cool. Oh, because, yeah, it's, that's a stop-motion movie. That makes sense. Yeah. So Del Toro had this to say, no art form has influenced my life and my work more than animation, and no single character in history has had as deep as a personal connection to me as Pinocchio. In our story, Pinocchio is an innocent soul with an uncaring father who gets lost in a world he cannot comprehend. He embarks on an extraordinary version, uh, extraordinary journey that leaves him with a deep understanding of his father and the real world. I've wanted to make this movie for as long as I can, for as long as I can remember. After the incredible experience we had on Troll Hunters, I am grateful that the talented team at Netflix is giving me the opportunity of a lifetime to introduce audiences everywhere to my version of the strange puppet turned real boy. This is going to be a Netflix production, by the way. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's really great. I'm really excited about this. I love Guillermo del Toro. He's got, I mean. And it actually sounds like it'll be something that gets made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. It's actually going to happen. And he loves animation. Like, I, like he mentions Troll Hunters. Troll Hunters is really great. He's mm-hmm. currently working on Three Below, which is going to come out soon. Uh, which mm. is the, se- the the next show in the Troll Hunters Tales of Arcadia? Oh, okay. Uh, you guys haven't watched Troll Hunters? I recommend it. It's very good. I think you guys might really enjoy it. I've heard good things. Yeah, yeah. That and Voltron. Please watch Voltron. Oh my God, so much. <laughs> here's my here's my once a week. Please yeah. watch Voltron. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's really cool. I'm really looking forward to that one. What do you guys think about this? You go, um, Ben. I hmm. Pinocchio and I have a over this because I'm bad. Please say it. Pinocchio exactly and I, how you were going to. Pinocchio and I have a very weird relationship. because He doesn't I, spoon you enough? No. Oh, he doesn't trim his nose when when you lie, so it gets Shut it sticks up. in your back no. when you guys are spooning together. No, I've never actually really liked Pinocchio growing up. Like, the, even the, the Disney movie. You don't like or, how it gets turned into a donkey. Yeah, that scared the <laughs> shit out of me as a small child. It's spooky. The like the, you know, oh. like the whole scene with Monstro and everything. What about the you, live action one with... What's the kid's name? There's two home live improvement. Action. There's two live action. The one from Home Improvement. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. That one. He plays Pinocchio. Oh, yeah, I don't. And a really creepy CGI version. Yeah, I think I know. I saw that in theaters. I blocked it out of my memories because I didn't like it. I was thinking of other stuff the whole time. And there was another Pinocchio that I never saw. Thank goodness. Man, this sounds. I can't. You were thinking about another woman at the time. You were, oh, watching, you were yeah, sleeping with Pinocchio. Video. No. Wow, you're a jerk. <laughs> um, the Adventures of Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah, I think that yeah. one. Let me, yeah. let me see it. Uh, I'm just on the Wikipedia. 
Um, the guy who directed that movie did uh, Aha's Take on Me and Billie Jean from Michael Jackson as a music video. Makes director. a lot of sense. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that movie is weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he and Del Toro doing is like, maybe I'll give this a shot. I got faith in Del Toro. But, no but yeah, I got faith in Del Toro. I don't think I've disliked a Del Toro film. No, I mean, I like Crimson Peak. I do too. So and I think Crimson here. Peak is pretty great. That movie was marketed too, not not the way it should have. Yep. Yeah, that movie but was, it was still real, a good movie. Real sweet. It, Crimson Peak was still a good movie, and Shape of Water was a great movie. But Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy. Yep. Like oh, dude, those are just th- those are the like the best bar setters you can get with a Del Toro film. Yeah. There's just like no way. So I don't, I don't know. No way. I don't know. I'm well, just kind of. Eh. I mean, I probably won't. It's it's like a th- it's a fr- franchise or property you don't really care about. So like, yeah, I understand. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, like, if it when it, if it pops up, if I have nothing else better to watch, I'll probably watch it. We'll see a spooky trailer with a little wooden boy, and he's got like a giant wooden nose, and he chops it off, and he sharpens it to start stabbing someone. Did you Pinocchio just... Vampire Slayer? What? Oh, I guess that is that, isn't it? Yeah, that, that is exactly yep, that. For yep. those of you who don't know, yep, that's true. Because I know I don't explain my references. There is yeah. a comic book yep, comic. where where Pinocchio uses his nose, breaks it off, and kills vampires with it. I love that's vampires. That's awesome. Grows, yeah, it's pretty great. Chops it off, yeah. Yeah, that that is a comic. What do you think, Ryan? You like you like Del Toro? I love Del Toro. I don't. I agree. I don't really care about Pinocchio except for Kingdom Hearts Monstro level. Um, I and I hope I hope Geppetto is creepy. Yeah. No, <laughs> I hate that level. I hate. That's yeah, that well, Monstro doesn't like you being in its belly either. So I, take I don't want to yeah. be in his belly. He just he always swallows my damn gummy shit. Stop going to that level. I don't. I have to beat the game. This is Speaking of beating the game, what's the next topic? <laughs> Speaking of changing the subject, yes, Star Monstro Trek. is in Kingdom Hearts. Yes, yes. Star Trek is getting another show. So now we're at three shows announced. Hold on. What? Hold on. What? <laughs> Star Trek is getting another show. Hold so on, there's what? Discovery. So there's Discovery. Not Picard show yet. Not the Picard show. And then this one. And then this one. Okay. And then the series of short films, and maybe a maybe a fourth film, and maybe that Quentin Tarantino rated R one. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm. Uh, I don't, Is there I'll, any news? It's I'm just gonna we're read, doing it. I'm gonna read the news on this okay. one. Okay. So CBS has has um has uh, announced that they are going to go forward with the Star Trek TV series called Star Trek Lower Decks on CBS All Access. Shouldn't they get that first show out? You mean the Picard show? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. Remember, this was one of those things that was rumored back when uh, Kurtzman signed that horrible deal with CBS. Oh, your best friend. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so it's called Star Trek Lower Decks. It's going to be a half-hour comedy show. Oh, oh, oh no. They're challenging no. the Orville, dude. No, no. Yeah. Uh, two, by the way, that's coming back December 30th. I'm yes, very is. excited. Yep. Um, it was, so they have a two-season order already, which is a lot of episodes to, for us. Uh, Whatever. Um, and it will be about the support crew on one of Starfleet's least important ships. So it's the Orville. It's uh, it's the Gotham s- s- Central of Star Trek shows. It's the Orville of Star Trek shows. Because yes. the Orville like, premise is like, it's just not it's not the most important ship. Yeah. Uh, which I, I like. I like the Orville a lot. No, the Orville's pretty great. It is good. Um, it is going to be developed by Rick and Morty writer-producer Mike McMahon. Okay. Right, Mike, that's a horrible last name. I'm sorry. Mike McMahon. Those words, those two letters don't. McMahon. 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 Oh, it might be McMahon. It's probably McMahon. (laughs) Why would you spell it that way? I don't know. Language. You're a McClure. So imagine people who've never seen that. You're. Is it Maslur? Like, you know, it's the same thing. Uh, That's fair. (laughs) It might be McMahon. McMahon. (laughs) It might be McMahon. Um,. Now this guy does have some Star Trek writing chops. He he did a Twitter account a little while back called uh, TNG Season Eight, and it was 
just kind of like proposed plots of, of the next generation of season eight of the next generation uh that got him a book deal and he released that as a book oh i saw some of those read some of yeah those, they're yeah. pretty funny yeah um he is a tried and true star trek fan he's just a comedy writer as well um Kurtzman had this to say, and I, as you all know, I must. I hate Star Trek. <laughs> I must wash my mouth out every time I read a, a quote from Alex Kurtzman. Um, Mike won our hearts with his first sentence. I want to do a show about the people who put the yellow cartridge in the food replicator so a banana can come out of out the other end. It's actually kind of funny. His cat's name is Riker. His son's name is Sagan. The man is committed. He's brilliantly funny and knows every inch of every Trek episode, and that's his secret sauce. His name is Sagan McMahon. That's a pretty cool name. That's a pretty good name, yeah. Uh, He writes with the pure, joyful heart of a true fan. As we broaden the world of Trek to fans of all ages, we're so excited to include Mike's extraordinary voice. Now, there's no se- there's no sense of when this is going to take place. Um, knowing Kurtzman, it'll probably take place in a nostalgia-heavy thing, so we're probably looking at Deep Space Nine era, uh, maybe Enterprise era. If it just takes place on Deep Space Nine and just follows a bunch of random dudes, like I'd be okay with that. See, that's, so that's the thing about like Discovery, the new Picard show specifically. Like, I I don't like a Star Trek that deals with nostalgia, mm-hmm. and that's what Picard is doing. That's what Discovery does. It's very they're they're going back to these eras that fans have nostalgia for, to try and they're they're making. I said this before, you get the writers you get the writer of Rick and Morty. Now this isn't Dan Harmon, so it's probably not gonna. This isn't Justin Roiland, so it's probably not gonna be the same tone as Rick and Morty. No, uh, I I I think that it could be. I think this guy does he knows science fiction and like sci-fi lingo yeah. well. I I w- but I worry that you know this is another case of Kurtzman trying to make Star Trek for everyone. Everyone, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what he's doing is is not is not trying to be like you know. Okay, here's a good example. I use Deadpool as an example. Deadpool isn't changed for the movie. What they did was they took the move. They took the character Deadpool. They put him in a different medium, and they said, "Here's why we like this character. Will you guys like him too?" And everyone said yes. For Star Trek, it's like, well, nobody likes Star Trek. Let's change it. Blah, 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 blah. Put on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. You guys like this? Cool. You guys like that Star Trek. They're not saying like, here's why we like Star Trek. Do you guys like this? And nobody is saying. Well, that's that's the problem with with nostalgia and like, yes. hey, here's a thing that like a very small amount of people like. Let's try to broaden that for everyone. Yeah. And it's it's gonna dilute what makes that franchise good. And like I say this because as a, a fan of Star Trek, like Star Trek's pretty boring. That's not a bad thing. It's about the drama and the politics and the characters. Like you don't need giant action scenes. Yeah. That's why you have Star Wars. Right, you know exactly. I mean? They're two different and franchises. They, and kinda, they're just turning it into Star Wars. And you look at Star Trek Discovery, and uh, to be fair, I've not watched Star Trek Discovery yet. I have a subscription to CBS All Access, but I'm an idiot, and I still haven't watched it yet. That's even worse. I know. They still I, get your money. I know. What it are you sucks paying for? Five ninety nine for nothing. Five ninety nine a month for nothing. I keep saying, I'll watch it, but I, I never get, you, to, you, get you around will. to it. Anyway, um, but like you look at what we know of, CB, of Star Trek Discovery, all the elements that were in Star Trek Discovery are things that like fans really like, it's like fan baiting. It's like, oh, that's in the show. I want to see that. Oh, that's in the show. Oh, I would love to see that. Like, you want to see, you want to see that. You don't. You're not trying to push new ground into a different. You're not trying to boldly go where no one has gone before. Um, you're just kind of retreading on things that people have already sure, done before. Sure, but again, uh, from everything that I've heard, we haven't seen the show. But from what I hear, the, that first season doesn't start strong but gets really good at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, what um, this kind of reminds me of. It kind of reminds me of a Star Trek version of Powerless before it went bad. 
powerless. powerless. Yeah. You know, oh, like, is that the CBS? Com- uh, no, that was the oh, NBC show the where NBC it was like a sitcom set. And it was a, it was an office style oh, sitcom. Yeah. Redcon Insurance back before it became LexCorp. Yeah. yeah a stupid thing of, of the Gotham City branch of LexCorp where Bruce Wayne's cousin runs it. That's right. Where that's it was dumb. supposed to be an insurance joint. And it was like damage control and then they changed it. Yeah. yeah. All, yeah it kind of sounds like that because these are the guys on the lower decks of the ship. They're the guys who get who were up on the on the bridge it's like all serious we have to make sure we get the mission right whereas down on the lower decks it's probably just a bunch of goofballs trying to play yeah. basketball and you never think gravity. of all the dudes who have to like keep the engine running there was a there was yeah. a lower decks episode of and i use that term loosely there was a lower decks episode of um star trek next generation it was about a bunch it was a bunch of bunch, bunch of ensigns that were in the that were on the on the ship and it was just about them and that was a really great episode. Yeah. You could actually get some really good drama from something like that. But um, guess what? It's a comedy. It is a comedy. Uh, now there's nothing inherently wrong. No. Uh, but I when when I heard they were doing animated Star Trek, I thought, oh yeah, something like Rebels, something like Resistance, something like Clone Wars. Like you could do a really good animated Star Trek show. They did it. Just kidding. Uh, Star Trek the animated series is no longer canon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, it might still be. That's oh a, that's no. a third separate timeline. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, look, I don't mean to I don't mean to trash on this franchise that I love so dearly. Uh, I don't trust Alex Kurtzman as far as I can throw him. I don't think he gets Trek. But there's nothing saying that maybe I'll like Discovery when I finally watch it. Maybe the Picard show is really good. It's got a good it's got a good creative what, team on it. I'm definitely gonna watch at least that first episode of Picard because it's got John Luke Picard in it. <laughs> and it's got a really great creative team on it. Yep. I, I I do think they've got some really good writers. And hey. This lower deck show could be good as well. It could. It's got this guy knows track. And the thing, and I understand, like you, like you want Star Trek to be one thing, and then when they try to broaden it, it's it, it kind of loses some of the flavor. But um, like, I think after a point, like if it's if it doesn't work, you got to do something. Like if Star Trek doesn't get the attention like it used to, because there's a, so much more. So like you got to do something to get their attention. The thing is, you have it. You have it on a streaming service. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. You can because you want people to get the streaming service. You don't want to take a chance. You want people to get that. You're not Netflix. You're not Hulu. You want you need something, like Netflix could just do a Star Trek show, just a straight Star Trek show. People already got Netflix. They, what are they? They're not losing any money on yeah. that. Yeah, the CBS All Access would. So they got to get. They got to find a way to reach the widest audiences they possibly can. You get Spock in there. And you get Spock. In there. there you go. Live you long and prosper with my there beard. You go, the nostalgia again. Yep. And again, you know, maybe maybe I like this stuff, but I I mean. For Discovery, spe- especially, like I've heard from Trek fans that it's good. I've heard from Trek fans that it's not. I've heard from normal fans that it's good. I've heard from normal fans that it's not. So I've literally heard the most mixed things you could possibly hear. Yeah. That's why you got to watch it for yourself. That's why I got to watch it for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's move on to that one. Bye, Star Trek. Um, Swamp Thing. Who's that? Your favorite character. Oh, that's true. The tattoo. I have a tattoo? You have a nose ring as well. That's true. Um Gerald Prescott from The Walking Dead has been cast as Madame Xanadu. Yeah, all the white people are going to be mad. Which is a... Oh, is she white in the comics? Yes. Oh, I Very thought she was ethnically ambiguous. She is a super white chick. I did not know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, when you mean by white, do you mean like white as in Caucasian white? Yeah, or Caucasian. Okay. And, uh, and an African-American actress is playing her. Oh. Yeah. All right. You're just gonna, are you just going to be like party on? Because you do that all the time when... Party on, Dave. Mix, with mixed casting. No, I'm just... All right. Just say it for uh, me, please. Y- I want Party you to tell on. me if that's morally ambiguous. I said ethnically ambiguous, not morally <laughs> ambiguous. <laughs> she is morally ambiguous. Hold on, let, me, s- let me see the that's moral. A, that's a, that's a white lady with a wad of cash with a bunch of faces in the back. Well, the oh, last no. time yeah. I saw her in a comic, no. she seemed a little ethnic. Mm, I, I, maybe. Maybe not the, the ones that I've read. Yeah, they, I mean, they could have. 
they could be drawn. She's also she's different. an immortal lady who does magic, so yeah. like, she can be anybody. Well, anyway, so she so she is described in this show a centuries a centuries old sorceress who finds herself reluctantly drawn into battle against the escalating supernatural forces plaguing a small Louisiana town. A blind fortune teller and a magical crusader, Xanadu's heart is in the right place despite her unorthodox methods in the fight against evil. She's blind. In the comics, she's blind. I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think she's blind in the comics. That's cool though. Blind sage. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm look. I'm still looking forward to the show. I think that's great. Casting Madam Xanadu is a left is out of left field, but it's really exciting. Oh, well, I mean, she appeared in Swamp Thing, and like he, he, she is directly tied to like mystic stuff. So like, it makes sense. Um, she appears in some some of that Ellen Moore Swamp Thing stuff. Um, it's interesting what what they're definitely leaning into the mysticism stuff. So like. They're still oh, yeah. speaking my language. I'm really looking forward to this one. Sparks watched the first episode of Titans, and he said it's the greatest thing he's ever seen. Did he really? He didn't say that, no. Oh, what did he, he actually say? He thought it was fine. Okay. Yeah. He said the Starfire stuff he, he quite enjoyed. Really? I, I agree. It's the most interesting dynamic of that show. Okay. Mm. All right. Fun fact. I will watch that as soon as I can Eventually. get CBS uh, DC Universe. Well, as soon as I watch Starship Discovery, I'll cancel CBS All Access, and I'll get Flip DC it. Universe. There you go. There we go. I got this. Yeah, you're good. Well, anyway, so the uh, so we're all fans of the original animated Teen Titans TV show. Of course, we are. T e e n t i t a n s Teen Titans Go. Do you still remember that? Let's go. Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know that Teen Titans Go has been going on for quite some time, and in the post credit scene of the well mid credit scene of the Teen Titans Go animated film, uh, there was a tease that there could be more to come from the from the original Teen Titans. Ben, your eyes are rolling in the back of your head. I'm trying to keep them awake. I don't know why. I'm suddenly narcoleptic. Okay. That, well, that's it, right? Narcolep- Narcolepsy. Narcolepsy. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why I'm trying to stand myself awake because I have to drive and... Take your hat off. And my girlfriend can't drive my it's car. It's constricting your brain thoughts. Well, the original... <laughs> Max of the News, the original Teen Titans will be going up against the, the Teen Titans Go <gasps> and, a, and a special... A new project called Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. Warner Brothers confirmed this is happening and is going to be released sometime in 2019. Um, and uh, there's nothing else known. TTVTT. T-T-G-V-T-T. Cool. I'll watch Titavidigi. Oh, okay. I thought you were trying to be T-E-E-N-T. No. I already did that. No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, whatever gets them back. Yeah. Whatever gets the original T-Titans back, I'm fine with. You don't put that trailer or that Just a season six is all I care about, please. Just close it out. Be like Samurai Jack. Just close it. That's all we want is closure. Yeah, an incredibly bloody last season of Teen Titans. Okay, maybe just, not do exactly what It's a 12 Jack episode did. fight with Slade. <laughs> yes. Yes. And yeah. bring Ron Perlman back as a voice of Slade. Man, oh, 100%. I'm going to say something really interesting. Uh, probably not. <laughs> when when, uh, when Raven was like possessed by Trigon, like finally, and her like costume was all ripped up and she lost the cloak and everything, I was like, yeah, that's pretty hot. Yeah. That's se- when you were a kid. That was my sexual awakening. Yeah. Oh, hello. That's when I decided to be straight, Ben. Screw because I'm a demon girl. You. <laughs> Call back to people who listen to the show for however long. Speaking of DC. Speaking um, of goth girls. Harley Quinn. Oh. <laughs> the TV series. Where did you think I was going with I this? don't know. <laughs> the TV series Harley Quinn on DC Universe, which yeah. is coming out probably sometime next year, has cast as Joker. Alan Tudyk. Cool beans. All right. He's a good voice of the Joker, I think. Yes. I think that'd be a good one. Um, like that guy. That's, ex- that's all that's uh, there. <laughs> take my love, take my land, take me to the promised land? No. No? Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. There you go. I don't care. I'm still free. <laughs> you, you can't, can't take, take the sky, the sky from, from me. Except when I die. Because he's a leaf, I'm in the a wind. leaf on the wind. Watch how <laughs> I soar. And then he got Impaled. Sad. Sorry, spoilers for a 10-year-old movie. It's a good movie, though. 
It is a good movie. I screamed when that happened. Yeah, it was. It's Did you watch the show? Yeah. Before you watched the movie? Yeah. Did you watch this movie on DVD? No, Netflix. Really? You have watched the show before I. Oh, Netflix. Yeah. That, whatever. I remember, dude. My last year, my second. Yeah, my uh um. I watched the movie. The reason why I ask, actually. I uh, watched the movie first. I watched the movie first, and, and then, then I, I immediately was like, "There's more." There's a show. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I saw it when I was in a uh, school. You're too cool for school. When we were in school. Yeah, when we were in school. That's when I saw it. Back Speaking of day. movies, My Hero Academia is getting a <laughs> live <laughs> action film. That uh, has the best anime theme song ever. From Legendary Pictures. God, Ben, this is weird, dude. This is weird. Aren't they also doing a Gundam film? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's Lionsgate. Yeah. That's but Lions- it's also a, oh, no, that's, that's also like a 40-year-old <laughs> franchise where My Hero Academia is only whereas, in its third season. Whereas Gundam is fine because I think that could work in live action because Giant Robots, I mean, come on. look this at This is about superheroes. Of course this can work. What are you talking about? Yeah, we have the Avengers. Did you watch any of the live action Marvel films? Those are That's literally My Hero Academia. <laughs> It's all superheroes. If they did a Young Avengers <laughs> film, it'd be My Hero Academia. Both of you guys, middle fingers. You're not wrong. But I don't know how I feel about this. I just think it's way too soon. Yeah, me too. Because I don't even know what... Do they just, like... Wh- how, what do you What do? You do? do you do the first part? Do you go to the second part? Like, with the tournament? Or, like, what do you they, do? or they try and, like, shove a whole season into a movie like they have done before. It's like, can you not? See, the thing is, though, Legendary is real good about the genre stuff. They're the they Hellboy are. boys and all those stuff. Um, is Legendary <sighs> doing, the, doing the new Hellboy? I think so, yeah. I don't think so. Le- no, it's because they the the tagline was legendary as F. Oh, you're right because legendary because Universal had the rights to Hellboy, and then mm-hmm. when Legendary went to, right, okay, yeah, I got you. Um, if you guys don't know, My Hero Academia is about a world with a bunch of superheroes, and this one kid doesn't have superhero powers, and he's like, I want to be a superhero. Guys, you remember our Rising Stars book club? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. No, it's not even. Remember close. Heroes. That it's not even close not to that. Co- well, all because the, all these kids. There's a similar theme. Something co- something happens. A bunch of people get powers. But it's not thing. like ten people. Like billions of people have superpowers, and it's about the people who don't have superpowers. It was like the first recorded instance was when one one baby was born somewhere in China, and then the rest of the world they started getting their powers. Yeah, a baby was born in China. Heaven forbid. Oh my. They only they're only allowed two children. Fun fact. I, th- I think that's a lie. I don't know if that's true. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. That's a myth I've always heard. <laughs> like, they're only allowed a certain amount of kids. And then they Next time on Mythelanius. The there you <laughs> go. Yeah, Chinese mythology and babies. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to that <laughs> later. Um, yeah, there's no other information on that one. I just think that's really interesting. Uh, it's I've super, not watched Hero Academia yet. It's only seen the first episode. It's super great. Um, it's Yeah, it's surprising because that show is... Maybe they're trying to uh, capitalize on its popularity. Could but be. Could be. It's real hot right now. Oh yeah. yeah, Scott Snyder and his whole family dressed up as all the characters from My Hero Academia. I saw that. That's oh really? really? Yep, very cute. Oh, that's cool. And finally, for trailers, uh, How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World had a new trailer. It's my favorite thing, and I, when I mean that, I'm being facetious. It's my least favorite thing when they say the title of the thing in the trailer or in the movie. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's like a hidden world. I'm like, <sighs> I like it. I just, I get it. It's like, <laughs> wow, you guys are having a civil war. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> You know what? When people started in continuity calling the event the superhero civil war, I'm like, you shouldn't. Yeah, they've they've what? done that. Oh yeah, when? Marvel Comics like they call, they call oh, it a superhero event. civil war. I thought you meant in the movies or something. Oh no no no. When they when they do um like when Civil War two started, it's like man another superhero civil war. Yeah. I'm like you guys shouldn't. That's not. It's a little yeah. Come on. Well, what are they gonna call it? The Registration Act fight of. The Registration Act. Yeah, but just a fight. <laughs> the public. Yeah, that's fair. It was a huge fight. Yeah, it was pretty big. Many people died. And then nothing came of that. And, uh, and uh, Until Captain America. Technically, the Superhero Registration Act is still in effect. I don't know how much it is. 
I mean, because they literally never talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. But nothing happened to not make it an effect. That's true. Maybe it's just like one of those illegal things. Like it's not said. If I if you don't do it, it's not illegal. I don't know. It's like if it's not there, maybe it's not true. I don't know. Anyway. Hmm. How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. Oh uh, yeah, let good. me tell you the things about hating trailers. No. <laughs> I love this trailer. I love this franchise. Mm-hmm. I think those last two films. I think the first two films are fantastic. Uh, I think How to Train Your Dragon is the is the only time where I've said, yeah, the second one's about as good as the first. I um I did a double feature with Mr. Sparks because I only saw those movies once. Uh, and yeah, they they get better in quality. I wouldn't say better in quality, but like the animation is the so animation good. quality is outstanding. And like when I first watched it, I was like, why can't just DreamWorks be like this all the time? They could rival Pixar if they actually cared. They tried they, uh, initially. So you know, Kung Fu Panda two is a lot Kung better. Fu than Kung Fu were like the only Kung like Panda really one. great. Mega Mind, really great. Yeah, like actually worth like Mega Mind's really great. I think it's pretty good. Say Mega Man or Mega? I know Mega you're talking Mind. Mega Man. Yeah, I know you're talking about Mega Man, but I heard you say Mega Man. I'm like, what? Your brain heard it. Yeah, your brain. Your brain. You got Mega Man on the brain. Well, apparently, I do. Yeah. Sure. I also said Mega Mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think the How to Train Your Dragon. When How to Train Your Dragon came out, I think it was the same year as Toy Story Three. I was like, yeah, I think this film could give Pixar a run for their money. Yeah. If it came out any other year, it would have won. I think but so. Toy Story Three is like, look at our crown achievement. Yeah. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon is fantastic. How to Train Your yeah, Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon is still one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon Two, I think, is just as good. It only does one thing that I dislike, and I don't. I don't like the trope of killing off a parent to introduce another. Yeah, I, I kind of would have yeah. liked the. I would kind of would have liked Stoic and his and his wife to have been together for yeah. a while. I thought that um, the mother character was going to turn out to be the bad guy. I thought so, that would have been yeah. a really good twist. There are still shades of that in the in the movie. Yeah. Um, but that was only in the first script. Okay. Initially, when it was pitched to Kate Blanchett, they were like. Is it Kate Blanchett? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, they were like, No, that was Emma Thompson, wasn't it? I don't oh. think it's Emma Thompson. It's fact check. Fact um, check. You, you got to keep that phone on, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. damn. We're, we're losing it all the all the <laughs> places today. We're, Sparks Sparks goes away. There's anarchy. Yeah, right. Um, Kate Blanchett is Volca. You're right. Suck it. Suck, oh. suck the dragon. Um, suck my dragon. <laughs> no, thank you. That's, uh, that's your girlfriend's job. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so I... Uh, I would have liked to have seen them together, but I understand like it's the story of of Hiccup becoming the chief. Yeah, and then this is this can't is be two chiefs exactly. So I'm uh, really looking forward to this film. <laughs> the animation again looks stunning. Yeah, it looks super oh, yeah. great. Stunning. I still love that shot of Hiccup coming out of the fire. In it's his a good shot. Armor. It's, it's a really like, good shot. Dude, you're a badass now. You he was a bumbling idiot in the first one, but it's like, no, you're a badass. Yeah, all the uh, like suit. the dragon wingsuit armor. Yeah, it's like this is some this is some the monster hunter shit, is, dude. The yeah. dragon animation is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, their 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 Scottish accents still haven't come in. It, it's when you turn like thirty. It's thirty, I think, yeah. probably. Even though all those actors, they're all like in their thirties and forties. Yeah. The characters. Yeah. I wonder how old the characters are at this point. Probably like twenties. I would assume it's probably just a couple years. Yeah. Like they don't want to go too far in uh, right. a jump. Yeah. There is a there is a, I think a significant time jump between one and two, but I'm not yeah. I'm not so sure about two and three. Anyway, very excited about his this beard one. isn't. Oh, it is fully grown in. Mm. It is fully grown in. But I'll say twenty five. We see it in the first trailer, but we don't see it in this trailer. <gasps> You're oh, right. Mustache Gate Part Two. So I wonder. I wonder because I wonder where he uh, if he grows the beard like Might later be on the film. Some time stuff yeah. in there. Yeah. Be interesting. Anyway, I'm really looking forward to this film. Yeah. I'm yeah. Super stoked. I uh, uh I like dragons and I like training them. Any anything else you guys wanted to bring up before we move on? Oh, I don't know. Guys aren't duty bound to do that, you know. I don't have to take a poo right now if that's what you're asking. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. No, I think we're good. All right. For our main topic today, we decided to do a small one. Uh, just kind of look at you know successful and unsuccessful reboots. We just had a pretty successful one. Yeah, Halloween. Yeah. We all were pretty positive on it. If you saw I, it last week, we all really liked it. Is Venom a reboot? No, no. 
Okay. It is the it is a reboot of the Amazing Spider-Man franchise. I know. I just want to test you. <laughs> Did you guys? I showed you guys the the picture of like f- like four years ago. This person like wrote the next like five years of superhero movies. Yeah. Yeah. And it was insane yeah. looking at all those films. Like, I think it was. Yeah, it was. I think yeah, 2014 because it had like Batman vs Superman and, yes. stuff, and Captain America three before yeah. Civil War. And Thor, those, those like all came Thor out. three wasn't even announced. But yet. like Gambit was supposed to be out by now. Amazing Spider-Man three. Green Lantern. Sinister Six. Yeah. Uh, all of these movies, and then there's Thor three. Like, yeah, it'll come out whenever. Yeah, that's the only one that actually made it. Venom, Venom was on that list. What I thought was interesting. So Venom was on that list because it was supposed to be a spinoff of. Uh, no, okay, I think it was supposed to be earlier. Because it was supposed to be a spinoff of, and there's like, you look oh, at all the Spider Man. You too. look at all the Spider Man films that Sony is currently working on. They're the same films that they were working on when they were doing Amazing Spider Man. I think they're they really just want to do the Sinister Six build up. Sin- they, they had a female Spider Man film like that. They're still doing that. They're still working on that. That's Silver Sable and Black Cat. S- Silk got announced or something too. Silk got announced. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about Jeez today. Louise. But yeah, so reboots. Uh, so yeah, Halloween. We all really like that one. Yes. Uh, that's a very successful one. That's Wh- the th- fourth reboot of the Halloween franchise. Because after three, there's four, which is a soft reboot. I want to count six, four as a, a, as a reboot. Or it's, it's a soft reboot, not a full one. Because yeah. they bring Michael Myers back with, it with new re- new people and stuff. Yeah. But then there's... But uh, it's still a sequel to two. Yes. But but that's what I mean, like a soft reboot, like yeah. like uh, Jurassic World. So okay, it's, but it's a soft reboot, not a hardcore one. Well, like yeah. Clash of the Titans. I mean, like we're looking at like, well, what what real quickly, what defines a reboot? So yeah. technically, a reboot is is like Jurassic World, Star Wars, uh, Force Awakens. Like those are reboots. You are rebooting yeah. a franchise. A remake is kind of what reboot has come to be to kn- yeah. known as. Like a remake, Ghostbusters: Answer the Call is considered a reboot, even though it is a remake. Yeah, but it has like the same characters from that first movie, so it's weird. It's that's that's a weird one. Yeah, so but that well, is it has the same some of the same actors though. That's what I mean. That like, is it's weird. that is technically a that is technically a remake, even though we consider it a reboot. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sp- Amazing Spider-Man. Rob Zombie's is, Halloween is a remake. Yeah, it's a this remake. new movie is a reboot. Yes, yeah. that's a perfect distinct distinction. Yeah. Um, but we're just gonna lump them all in all in together. I think you know just to kind of talk like what. What restarting of a franchise was successful and what wasn't in the past? You know, I wish wasn't wasn't rebooted and successful. What Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, yeah. Like Jurassic World, f- I think it's fine. I know a lot of people like it. I think that Fallen Kingdom movie is real bad. Yeah, I really the more I think like about it, the more I don't like it. The more I think about the whole franchise, like Fallen Kingdom, like Jurassic World, I've kind of like I liked. Yeah. But then Fallen Kingdom really put a like really like put a bad taste in my Jurassic mouth. Jurassic World, it feels like like. Like the bad Force Awakens, like we're gonna do the same thing, but it's not nearly as good. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. the first Jurassic World, uh, you guys know, I really enjoy. Yeah, because it was it's a, a fun st- film. Yeah, it was a fun summer blockbuster, and it was one of those things that me being a big Jurassic Park fan, not as big as Brandon, obviously, suck it. Who won the poster? <laughs> you <true>. did. <laughs> I'm gonna win the next two. Um, Who's the gatekeeper? <laughs> what? Who's the gatekeeper in Jurassic Park? Oh, you are. No, no, no. The character. Jonathan. Joffrey. It's Joffrey. Oh, Joffrey, oh, Joffrey yeah. <laughs> Joffrey, raise the gate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that guy. Um, oh, shit. I was running. Shooter. 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 Anyway, sorry. You, you like Jurassic World. And, yeah, yeah. I was I was enjoying Jurassic World, and then that movie, and then I was like, I, the movie came out, I was like, cool, and then the sequel was like, what are you going to do? Fallen Kingdom fell flat. It, it's, it, it oh, is, I get it's it. It's really not good. It's it really aggressively not good. I mean, there like, are parts kind of, of it that are fun, yeah. But there are other parts of it's like I want to go the whole thing, even with Lost World and God forbid, Jurassic Park Three. Yeah, 
they're still involved with the park. With Fallen Kingdom, it was like, hey, we're going to truly make... Park. We're going to truly make this Jurassic World. Dinosaurs are going to be out in the open. Maserati. I don't mind the idea of getting them off the island. Like, what are you going to do? You already have four movies set on an island. And what I, when I first heard that they were called uh, this movie Jurassic three World... <laughs> I mean, truth be, when I first heard that they were calling Jurassic World Jurassic World, I was like, okay, so it's kind of shot like when Disney when Disneyland Disney and Disney, Disney World. World yeah. I was, okay, I, admit, I get it. And it's the idea fine. of a park opening and being successful is awesome. It's like it's it's not the the premise I like. I think it's just the execution's pretty just like it's it's I think it's, both of them suffer from poor execution. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the premise of both of them are really interesting. So the more yeah, like I guess this is gonna turn into me hating on Jurassic Park for the next ten minutes, whatever, that's fine. Um like first of all there's the clone girl stuff. Which is just a subplot that's not needed at all, because that yeah. just adds a whole mm-hmm. wrinkle of weird science stuff that oh, you yeah. don't need for this dinosaur movie. It's trying to add. It, I understand why they want to do it because it's trying to drive home the point of the franchise. Yes, of what the of what this new, new like, am I do I have life? Am I worth it? I get that. Yeah. That's not. It's not needed, <laughs> especially for this movie about trying to save dinosaurs and stuff. Like you've I get already it, got animals who well, are who are alive. Also, so like their whole job was to go and save all those animals, and then they don't. And then they let them all loose. But there's only like seven dinosaurs. And it's like implying. And they're considered that a problem. Yeah. Where was PETA in all of this? Yeah, PETA should have. Like the last shot of the movie is like dinosaurs in Las Vegas. And like, oh, dinosaurs are going to take over the world. There's literally like 12 dinosaurs now, left. Let me tell you, a raptor in a suburban area, that's a problem. That is a bad yeah, thing. It's a mountain lion. We can deal with that. Yeah, but you're probably going to get some deaths. Yeah. Um, but not widespread like a catastrophe. No, there's not enough dinosaurs There's left. only one T-Rex. Yeah. It's not going to be a problem. Yeah. It's that a, the Dodgers let lose. I hope you wake up now. Don't. It's. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Dodgers. Dodgers lost. World Series stuff. Um, Jurassic Park is is a great movie. Just because of that outburst, I'm going to have to make this an explicit podcast. Yeah. I didn't say it. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yep. No, I didn't. Well, he kind of went blah. Yeah. He was like, he was like, I just uh, went blah. Odin. I didn't straight up say the F word. So. Okay. All right. There you all go. right. Um, so, yeah, Jurassic World. Uh, uh, we just talked about Halloween pretty pretty ex- extensively. Uh, I just want to reiterate, I really like that movie. Yeah, it's, it's oh yeah, very good. Um, Force Awakens. That's a soft reboot. Yep. I yeah. would say this Force Awakens. It's I would put Force Awakens more into a sequel than a soft reboot. But it is it is it does, it does, it does count the, because it, it does. reboots the franchise. It, it, it does. It, it it reboots the franchise in the classic sense of a reboot, mm-hmm. like yeah. Jurassic World does. Yeah, because again, it's not a remake. It's not it's not recasting the other characters. It's bringing True. them back and yeah. passing the torch. But still. Well, it does pass the torch in the in the sense of your old the characters that you knew and love are older now, and this yeah. is their. The they all time. die. <laughs> well, technically, two of them died on. Two screen. of them died yeah. on screen. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I will just set up at the same time. The uh, uh, Clash of the Titans remake. I don't think it's the best movie, but I have a lot of fun with it. I and think then, the Wrath of the Titans is pretty. And great. then we get to Wrath of the Titans, which nobody saw, and I'm like, that's actually a really fun uh, a Greek mythology movie. You're right. Has, I didn't see it because that, that has I, Zeus doing like thunder punches, punches and like like sh- like Hades there's a, there's doing a like bit. Kamehamehas. There's a bit in Wrath of the Titans. That's it's, awesome. So Wrath of the Titans, I think, is pretty fun. It it it, it plays havoc with the mythology. It's of Greek, like of like Greek labyrinths, mythology. minotaurs, and like yeah. Hephaestus. Yeah, I think Wrath of the Titans is is pretty fun because if if all, for only there's a moment where. Where Hades and Zeus are back to back, they're teaming they're, up. They're teaming up to beat to fighting beat the crap demons. Out of people. Mm-hmm. It's pretty have fun. You, have you not seen Wrath? No, I so basically, uh, I saw Clash. Did not right. like it because I was it's screaming at how wrong they were. And then Wrath, I just skipped. Clash has Clash has multiple Pegasus, and I'm like, no, no. Yeah, and Pegasus no. is supposed to be white, not black. There's only one. Yeah, there's only one. Because I only make one Pegasi. Pegasus. Um, yeah, it's about a giant Titan coming back to life. So you see like a 300 foot like Godzilla Titan. And yeah, you have Peg- and you have a uh, Sam Worthington just like riding on his Pegasus. Remember throwing when Sam Worthington was relevant? 
Yeah, Avatar 2 coming out in four years. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you're if so it, right. Yeah. If it ever does. Yeah. Um, um, that movie's real good though. And yeah, I think, I so think that's like a weird one where like we got a bad remake, but it allowed that sequel to get made, and that sequel's good. Then there was supposed to be a third one, but because Wrath did so poorly, they yeah. didn't go forward with What that. do they call it? Class Wrath Dash. No. Battle of the Titans. Brawl maybe. of the Titans. Brawl. Brawl yeah. of the Titans? That could yeah. work. I don't know. One of the things, like, you know, Cl- Clash of the Titans did really wrong is when the Kraken showed up. They're like, the Kraken is the Titan. The, the Titan, the Kraken, the son of Ze- son of Hades. I'm like, that's all wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Every it's sentence, like, um, in the, every word in that sentence is wrong. I'm, I'm sitting there watching this and, like, pushing my glasses up going, um, actually, the listen Titans to Mytho- were Listen to the Mythalanius par- coming out coming November soon? 7th. Yeah. But actually, the Titans were the parents of Zeus. So, um, and Kraken's not a Titan. And yeah, Kraken's not He's a, a giant sea monster. He's just a Big ass monster. Science boy. Um, yeah, that was also like the era of like really grungy CGI, dark, gritty reboots. That was the very first uh, post converted 3D movie. Yes. And it's so bad, guys. <laughs> yeah. that, it's shitty Would so bad. Would you say it's better or worse than Last Airbender? In terms of the the 3D conversion, yeah, like I'm talking it about 3D ruined the movie for the like, theater goers. It does. It oh. like the, the the perspectives and like the angles of characters are just so wrong because it was the first time they did it and they didn't like they didn't fix it. It was just like real shitty. Like, yeah. Just okay. Real bad. Uh, was it the first? I thought Alice Wonderland was the first. Was that the came first out post after. Avatar? I think I came, that came out a little bit after. Well, I know, but I know Alice Wonderland made like a billion dollars. Remember, yeah. Alice Wonderland made a lot of money. Yeah. Well, because oh, it was I, the it was like it was. Coming off of the of the Avatar train, yeah. like oh, this new 3D is really cool. Yeah, that was during the big th- like oh, go see these movies in 3D, and these movies were shot in 2D, and then they just cut. Yeah, my bloody was. Valentine is 3D, and that one was good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going that's back also a, a remake of a slasher movie. Oh, interesting. Uh, you know, Force Awakens. I think Force Awakens is pretty, is largely successful. Um, it does bring back that franchise in a really interesting way, and mm-hmm. hopefully, it continues to do so. I'm not looking forward to nine as much as I was eight. Um, only because I've seen eight. Yes, <laughs> I think eight's pretty great. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, what else is there? There's, uh, there's. I mean, we live in a golden every, age of like re- every big predator. Predator. Oh yeah, that was that was that is like a reboot. Predator is a reboot. That was last month. Not oh, Power successful. Rangers. That was a reboot. That's that is. Would, that, would you guys saw as a remake? I think it's just. I think it's the first. It's the first big studio movie. definition. It's a, it's a reboot mm-hmm. because it is rebooting a franchise, but in a different medium. Mm-hmm. Were those uh, Power Rangers movies that we saw as kids, were those released in theaters or just yes. DVDs? Yes, they were. Okay. The, well, specifically the first two, I think. Okay. Turbo and Turbo was the second one and the original. And the Ivan Power Rangers yeah, movie. Ivan News is uh, hilarious. Um, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Ivan News is also completely ours. We don't use Japanese footage in that one. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, yeah, that's actually a good one because... I think I wouldn't consider. I think that's just like a fresh new. That movie. That is just an adaptation of the a TV next show. one. That's a reboot. Yeah, yeah, the next one would be would be the reboot. But yeah, I mean, by studio definition, I guess it would be considered a reboot. Yeah, because yeah. that was a reboot. Because it, I felt I it's largely unsuccessful, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks. Because that movie, oh, I mean, I haven't seen it since we saw it in theaters. But I keep thinking back on it. It's like you yeah, know, no, that was a pretty good. Yeah, I certainly like the end of that movie. Well, yeah, because yeah, I mean, it ended. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, guys, remember. You was suck. it? Is it uh, Krispy Kremes? Krispy the donut? <laughs> I love donuts. I'm Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> Elizabeth <laughs> Banks is in a different movie. Yeah, dude. What great. is it? Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Um, this must be a special place. So yeah, it's, that's good. Um, man, like I feel like every Ghostbusters answer the call, which yeah. is the, the t- is, is that is, the official is title? Remake? Answer the call. It's, it's the DVD. The title. DVD. It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have not seen it. Has anyone here seen it? Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen it's it. It's fine. Not the Bill Murray Ghostbusters. No, of course. No, I saw the 2016. Yeah, 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 I saw it. The Paul Feig film. Uh, I my problem with that movie has nothing to do with the huge backlash that it got. Uh, I just think it's a it's a fa- fine uh, uh, improv movie. Yeah. Most of it's improv. Where that movie, the original Ghostbusters, is about the strong character dynamics. Yeah. And then this is like, oh, we're all wacky. 
And yeah. then here's an action scene at the end that's kind of cool. But like, you don't not... have anyone playing the straight man, um, I guess. No, uh, uh, Leslie Leslie Mann. No, not Leslie, Leslie Jones. Mann. Leslie Jones. Yeah, she's a, she's the best character in the movie because she's yeah. like, you guys are crazy. What's going on? I just work in the subway. Yeah, like she's she's the best part of that movie. And then Chris Hemsworth is real funny. Now I bring up I, yeah. br- I do bring up Ghostbusters Answer the Call for a specific reason. Ocean's Eight came out this year. That's another female uh a re- re- that that one reboot. is a reboot. Yes. Um, reboot because it's. Uh, Danny Ocean's sister. Yeah. Yes. So that one is a is a reboot. It yes. is, and I feel like that's the direction Ghostbusters should have taken. It should have been uh, Dan Aykroyd and crew like passing the torch to the new crew of Ghostbusters, yeah. like like Ocean's Eight was. It's Bill Danny Murray Ocean's says sister. f that though. He did, even though um, he like appeared as like a like a a TV show guy. I think or a something. lot of the interactions between Bill yeah. Murray and Ivan Reitman were were largely uh, over exaggerated. Yeah. Um, but we don't know. You can yeah. probably look at the Sony leaks because that destroyed Sony. Oh yeah. Uh, they're still not recovered from Speaking that. Speaking of Sony reboots, Men in Black comes out next year. That's not filming. I'm looking forward to that. I'm super looking forward yeah. to that, dude. Well, uh, Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man? Would you come with that reboot? Reboot, that's yeah. reboot. Every, yeah. every time there's a, uh, a new Batman, new Superman, that's, that's a reboot of Def- the character. Amazing let's, let's go into that one. Amazing Spider-Man? Amazing Spider-Man's definitely a reboot, but I thought it was a reboot that did, because that was that came out to, um, during like the, um, after the big thing, phase of the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Rises, where yep. a bunch of superhero films were going super dark. So they're like, yeah, Spider-Man, the same Raimi films, they were light, they were quippy, they had their dark-ish moments, but they wanted to, like a dark one. So Peter Parker was huh. kind of less quippy than I would than I remember. A bit of a dick, more stocky. Bit of a dick. Uh, oh, he's he's very stocky in the second one. Yeah. I, you know what? I I hold to this one. I uh, Sparks disagrees mi- with me. Oh, I've talked to him about it. Yeah, we all have. He oh, really about likes Amazing Spider-Man? Spider-Man too. Um, he, I think Amazing Spider-Man is a fine movie. Yeah, it's it's passable. It's fine. I, I think it. I think it is fine. I like. I actually like the stuff they do with the lizard. I like Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker. Um, I like everything except for the part where my plan is to turn everyone into a lizard. But you could cure cancer. I don't want to cure cancer. I, I want to turn people into dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> See, if they played it up silly like that, sure. But it's like he has like a Jekyll and Hyde thing, and oh, everyone must be lizards. We must go to our primordial they really, stage. They really took took it from you know Green Goblin. It feels like an old like bad comic book yeah. idea. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, I, you know I think Batman Begins. That's a reboot. I that's, think that film is fantastic. Batman Begins is de- was certainly a reboot because we thought Batman was dead and gone because of Joel and Schumacher. Even though we've had Batman in three other movies now, he still hasn't had his own movie for his own reboot. Yeah. So he's gonna get another reboot soon with yeah. another actor. Um. Oh my God, that's so funny. We're gonna we're gonna have a Batman phase where he doesn't have his own movie. Yeah. Oh wow. And then we're gonna sk- get someone. That's hilarious. He's good, we're gonna have a Batman phase where he's a side character. That's so funny. He's been in three films. My God, he's been in three yeah. films. Suicide Squad. Well, th- was he in Wonder Woman? No. No, no he was. He's mentioned no, in Wonder mentioned. Woman. Okay. He was mentioned at the beginning. Like, yeah. We see his name in it. Yeah. Bruce Wayne. Um, I'll give it three and a half. Man of Steel. Uh, yeah, that's I definitely think, that's a dark reboot. Yeah. I think that film is fine. Yep. Um, you and I have had many f- arguments. Many, many arguments about it. Yes. Um, Borgus, we're going to reignite now. No, we're not. Oh, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know because I watched it for the horror, the Halloween Horror Month thing. Uh, Scream Four is kind of a soft reboot. Is like, it really? It brings back. Well, I think it, no, it's just a sequel. Friday, Freddy's New Nightmare. Would that be considered a reboot? New Nightmare. Um, no, it wouldn't because it's kind of a, New Nightmare. It's kind of just a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Like a meta sequel. It's a very meta sequel. There are so many reboots and, and remakes that have come out in the past like 10, 15 years. I don't know why I'm blanking on a lot um, of well, these right well, now. Well, a lot of the early 2010 bad ones, and I know you kind of like it, but like um, like Total Recall, Robocop, there's a lot of yeah, PG-13, right, uh, yeah. like very bland and I down. Do like that, I do like the Total Recall because it's very sim- it's much more similar to the book. Yeah. It's a lot more grungier. It's, but it's just like know, so much more on, boring, too. Not set on Mars for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, 
and I but I think it's there. I think the director's cut is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, if only for uh, it's Ethan. It's it's um Colin Firth. Farrell. Colin Farrell. Damn it. I always <laughs> get that mixed up. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Is that a sequel that's or a reboot? reboot? I would. Mm, that's tough. It's both. It's, it's a sequel. See, it's it is a sequel because it has characters from that first movie. See, yeah. that's what I'm saying about Star Wars. Force Awakens is more of a sequel than is a reboot. But see, that's but but see, it's it's, it's riding a lot to the to the the actual definition of restarting a franchise. Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. So yeah, the Force Awakens doesn't ca- really carry any story threads. I mean, besides like the characters, but it's about like the resistance yeah. and stuff. Whereas Blade Runner twenty four nine is literally about one of the characters from the last movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a straight up sequel more than a more. It is a reboot though. It's trying it to is, start another franchise. It is a reboot. I think time is a big factor too. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. You as can't well. reboot something with like a sequel to next year. Yeah, like next year, like if if we got like Blade Runner twenty forty twenty fifty. Yeah. That's not a reboot. That's no. a sequel. No. Brandon, I know you were talking about earlier when we had this I conversation. To get back to Total Recall, actually. Oh, okay, go ahead. Um, sorry, remember your thought. What do? Um, Total Recall. I think there's a really interesting thing in the director's cut where Colin Farrell. Farrell, Jesus. <laughs> um, he is he is given a message from his past self, but in the in the theatrical cut, it's just him. In the in the extended director's cut, it's Ethan Hawke. Okay. So that he had like a facelift. Okay. And it's, it like it like dri- drives home the idea like. Maybe it's not him. Maybe yeah. it's just implanted memories and things like that. I um, have to check that director's cut. Like really, like really driving that home. I do think that film is pretty interesting. Wait, Robocop is terrible. Yeah, I think bad. that reboot of, to- of Robocop is awful. Mm. So I, th- the thing that made that. But again, that's remake. That's a remake. Yeah. Yeah. That's remake. Um, I would say Robocop. Robocop struck me more as a remake, whereas yeah, no. with like Blade Runner or even Total Recall, that was more of a reboot because it didn't take. Well, no, I would say Total Recall is a, re- a remake as well. I mean, they both are. I mean, I, ne- I didn't see but the by original industry, Schwarzenegger. But by, by industry definition, they are both reboots. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got a list here of some movies. Uh, Mad Max, it's a reboot of the franchise. That is a reboot Fury of the franchise. Road. I think that the film is, I should revisit it because when I first saw it, it was overhyped for me, so I thought it was fine. I, I think that movie is freaking radical. Yeah. Uh, Star-, Star Trek? Yes, that's a reboot. Yeah. That is a reboot. Godzilla? Yeah, we talked about Godzilla. We talked about Godzilla, yeah, we were talking about that one. Uh, uh, Red, Red I think that film, that film... Largely works, uh, but would have worked better without Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, this wasn't my thought earlier, but I didn't see because I was looking over your shoulder, Ryan. Yeah. But uh, War Planet of the Apes. That's, that's a, a that's a really that's a, that's a hot one, that's and a that's a really good reboot. Three really great films. There, uh, I, think. I would. I think if you just switched who died in Godzilla and just switched those characters, so Taylor Johnson was the side character and Brian Cranston was the main character. Yeah. That, sh- that movie would be real good. I think that movie would be awesome. I, think, I still I like that, that movie. I think Godzilla twenty fourteen is really good, mm-hmm. um, but I I do not like Aaron Taylor Johnson. Especially yeah, because I, do, I also don't think Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen work as as a. They don't have a lot of chemistry together. No, they don't. Even though they work in the movies together a lot, <laughs> I, I don't think they work as a couple. I think they work better as a as a sibling relationship, but they still have. Don't Age have of Ultron. Chemistry. Man, Elizabeth. The Olsen Mummy. Really... Yeah, that's yeah. a reboot. That's a reboot. That oh, yeah. film is not good. Remember what's what's his name? What's the main character's name? Tom Cruise. Nick. Yeah. Nick something. Nick Morton. Nick Morton. Mm. I don't even know if that's true, but I'm pretty sure it's true. I think so. it is true because I remember Nick Morton is a soldier of fortune. Because oh. we were talking about Nick from New Girl. That's right. Yeah. It was like he's Nick, in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, James. James. I forgot his name too. His real oh, name. No. Tom Cruise. No, not Tom Cruise. The <laughs> Nick from New Girl. Oh, Jake, Jake Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, Spider Man. Jake Johnson. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. The Mummy is really bad. Yeah. It <laughs> Sorry. Is. Dracula Untold was like the first time they tried to do. I, I, I saw Dracula Untold on I still, HBO. Man, I still feel bad for that guy, Luke. 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 What's his name? Evans. Luke Evans, my Dracula boy. Because I, I think he makes a fine Dracula character, and that movie had a lot of like, 
reshoots and a lot of behind the scenes problems to make it not as good as it was supposed to be. Yeah, but I, mean, uh, I thought that movie was fine. There's a cool scene where he turns into a bunch of bats and then does like a like a hand slap on the ground and kills yeah, a bunch of people. That was pretty. It sweet. goes for something. It goes for something. And yeah. I think it's really fun. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say earlier, I know yes. you wanted to try to keep this more in the movies, but a recent reboot came out in the video game world that just brought us all to our knees because it was so good, um, God of War. That's that's a reboot. Uh, yeah, I'll count that, but I want to wait for us to talk about that one yeah. on our review special. Oh, we will. We yeah. will. I just want to bring it up because yeah, I thought it, about that, it. That's real good. Um, oh, yeah. There was the 2011 Conan movie with uh, Jason Momoa. Yeah. Consider consider remake, I think. But an that's a, I, I keep reboot. forgetting we're talking about reboots. That's a remake, yeah. I mean, I I think they're so. I think that it's interesting the dynamic. Like, what does the industry consider a reboot? Yeah. It's technically a remake. What we consider a reboot. I think is for us, most from what I've seen, almost all the reboots have characters from a previous entry, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. passing the torch or just being a character in some way. Or unless War for the Planet of the Apes, which yep. is or Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet of the Apes. Um, that's, that's a Caesar is like franchise. the through line for all the movies. Yeah, and I think that fr- that franchise is real good. I think Rise is. I still think Rise is really is that good. That's the second one. That's the first one. Oh, okay. With I think Franco. Yeah, Dawn is the second one. Dawn yeah. is the second one. I think I like that one the most. Dawn is definitely the best. Yeah. I think I like Rise a lot more because I like the idea that Rise. Rise's main character is James Franco until halfway through the film when and then it becomes it, Caesar. No, that in that moment where he when he just yells no to uh to Tom Felton, to Tom Felton yeah. is fantastic. I see. I it's hard for me to get over. Like I like that movie a whole lot, but like it it dumps like straight up dumps like the the virus plot of how it destroys the world into the credits, mm-hmm. and then the next movie mm-hmm. just starts with the world over. And I yeah. don't like how we didn't get. I mean that's what kind of like the war for Planet of the Apes is, I guess. But like it went from like zero to a hundred real quick. So like if you leave immediately through those credits, like you don't know how this happened, and then it just happened. Right. And I think that's a bad, bad way to go. No, I, I think but I was I don't, okay but with I that. think that's Matt Reeves' idea. No, yeah, is that he wanted to pick up after? Because I don't think Rise was supposed to get a, a sequel. I doubt it. Um, because yeah. it was definitely Matt 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 Reeves' idea was to just kind of pick up after. Yeah. The virus had happened, like pick up 10 years after the the we're already here. Everything's yeah. already terrible. It's just like I, I uh, something I'll compare to Metal Gear. So like there's been like a thousand Metal Gear games and like the timeline is so vast from like, like you know, the 50s to the early future. And like every new game like crunches the time period. And I'm like, I'm looking at the time period between this and I'm like, mm. yeah. Uh, speaking of Matt Reeves, I think uh, Cloverfield Paradox is a really good reboot of the Cloverfield franchise. Uh, I'm not serious. I just wanted to see Ben's head explode. I was processing yeah. this. <laughs> First, the Dodgers. Now you bring up Cloverfield. Why? Why do you what hate about me? Reboots Overfield out this summer. What about Overfield? Reboots that were what? Yeah. Overlord. What Overfield. About, what about reboots that we're looking forward to? Oh gosh, Dune by my man Denny Villeneuve. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, I'm looking forward to Hellboy. Yeah, that that I couldn't resist watching that lead tr- teaser, and it looks. I did. I, you're good. Um, I'm not going to see that trailer or until it is officially yeah. released. It'll be soon. Um, it looks real fun. Yeah, really fun. I'm really looking forward. To like it definitely like a much not that Hellboy has had like a like a light tone, but like they, they're playing up like the antics and like it seems more silly. Yeah, like he's just Hellboy being out in the streets and people are like what the farts? Like yeah, what do you want? I'm a big boy. <laughs> yeah, seeing David Harbor in full Hellboy makeup is like this. This is gonna be good. Uh, he'll he'll uh, officiate uh, officiate is that the word uh, wedding officiate officiate a wedding if if this guy on Twitter gets six hundred sixty six thousand retweets. Oh, that's cool. As Hellboy in the makeup, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what about a reboot that we were all? Uh, I, I want to touch on a reboot that I was looking forward to that we're not getting. It's the Alien reboot with um, Neil Blomkamp. And, but we're getting RoboCop three instead. <laughs> 
Yeah, we are getting RoboCop three. He's just trading one eighties franchise. It for might another. be RoboCop two. Are they gonna Are they gonna pull a Halloween and they might pull a Halloween and, and just make a sequel to the, the first second one? one? You know what reboot I was really hoping to get, what? but I think we're all a lot of us were hoping to get, but we still don't know if it's if it's happening or not. It's Guillermo del Toro's Haunted Mansion movie. Not for at least two years. Yeah, because we keep hearing that. that it's happening. It's not happening. It is gonna happen. Or even a Tron Legacy was is that a reboot? Yes, Tron Legacy yes. would be a reboot. Because yep. Tron Legacy, that had uh, some... It didn't have sequel bait, but it's like, okay, we have chance for another one. And then they sh- cool. uh, Disney released these little snippets of like um, the main character, just like uh, Tron... Flynn Lives. Yeah, with mm. the Flynn Lives t-shirt. Bio-digital. The t-shirt yes. I used to have. And the two original actors uh, of Tron and Ram like discussing a hard drive wipe or whatever. And yeah. there's this whole, this whole thing, and then it never happens. Yeah, the viral marketing for the DVD for Tron Legacy was really interesting because they they were greenlit a sequel until they weren't until they didn't make all that money. Yeah, yeah, and that which, was really a bummer. Which I was really bummed Tron to see 3. a new Tron movie, but I really wanted to see a Tron three. Yeah, I feel like if Tron Legacy had come out this as uh, like recently, I think it would have done better. I agree, uh, especially because I think the, it was the wave of nostalgia and Daft Punk and stuff. Yeah, um, it really, it really came out before its time. I think. Yeah, I think we're winding it down now. I will say, I still think Tron Legacy rides real hard on the music and the visuals more than anything else. Oh, it's a yeah. very thin movie. I think it's super thin, but bio digital jazz, man. I really me. like that movie. No, it's yeah, it's great. it's a good watch. It looks good on Blu-ray. I'll tell you no, that. I, I like I like Tron Legacy. Yeah. I think I was trying to force myself to like it more than I did when I first saw it because it was like it was Tron, it was Daft Punk. It's like. Oh my god, look how amazing the visuals were. I was like, the visuals were really cool. Looks good in IMAX. Yeah, the, the plot itself was kind of meh. Also, a lot of practical effects in that film. I think it looks real good because there of were it. some good practicals in that. That's what. Yeah, that film about. looks really solid because of the practical effects, I think. I did like the light cycle race, though. Yeah, that's, that's that real pretty, cool. That was pretty sweet. It does look real good. Yeah, anyway. So I think we're winding down now. Let's get, Shall we get into our book club mm, or anything else? Let me think of one more on? reboot. Mm. Oh, I could think of a television reboot that really uh, made me Go mad. for it. Go for it. Knight Rider. I th- I w- oh, that didn't they, last no, long. They no, it straight didn't. up did, and he was also a Transformer. Uh huh. And then I didn't see it because I heard it was bad. Wait, I the s- one with David Hasselhoff, the one where David Hasselhoff came back as the as the no. dad of the dude. Oh yeah, there was like it was like a couple years ago. There's been three Knight Rider reboots. So the, really? the most recent yeah. one, I remember it because they were pr- they were uh, doing like press for Comic Con stuff, and they were they were saying he's more like a Transformer, and he actually transformed and stuff. And there was like a there was a clip of like Kit like doing different things to his car to make it to, like blend in. And I'm like. Because there's one there's one reboot that had like a that had like a TV movie yeah it's like not where, right in 2000 where the end of it had uh, David Hasselhoff co- come back because he was the he was playing the dad of the new main character yeah. who inherited Kit or something yeah, like that yeah because I saw that TV movie I was watching NBC religiously back in the day I saw that and I was like I'm gonna watch it so I saw the TV movie I loved it I watched like two episodes of the show and then I stopped Knight Rider was a 2008 2009 series uh, and it looks like the, it was a Mustang. It was. It was it's a, like a little Mustang. It was a Shelby GT Mustang. And it transformed and stuff. That was weird. Oh, guess what? John Cena says the Knight Rider reboot film is still in the works as of March 30th. He's an idiot. I don't. Uh, he can't see the script. Bumblebee. Right is that a reboot? Not yet, but it could be. It could. We were so it could be like a soft launch. Let's see how popular it is. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. These kids really like these G1 designs. Who would have known? <laughs> you mean these don't look like junkyards? Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Kingdom of the Crystal Scroll, I was so hyped for that, and I saw that in theaters at midnight, and I was let down. Yeah. That's yeah, all. That's, that's, all. A, that's not a great one. Uh, Part time. There was, oh, God, there was a- One more, Transformers ben. Prime, that's a reboot. But TV show. 
there's yeah, like a thousand. There's of a TV lot shows. of television. If you wanted to bring in TV shows, we talk about Voltron, Light, uh, Thundercats, and I was expecting you to Prime. talk about Voltron. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to keep it as I wanted to keep it movies. All right, we'll keep it in movies. Um, shit. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I think the success rate for reboots isn't as bad as people. Just to wrap up. I think the success rate isn't as bad as people like to make it make it seem. There's certainly a lot of when they hit, they really hit. Yeah. But when they're bad, they're really bad. Yeah. Um trying to think is there any more this year aquaman nutcracker is that a remake mm-hmm. reboot i want to consider it it's a original thing uh, uh, i think it's an original adaptation based off the nutcracker uh play yeah but it's not but it's not based on anything it's not like a sequel to anything or anything no okay. I, w- I would say nutcracker is just another a new adaptation of it all right yeah. i think we're good now yeah yeah i think we're okay um Beauty and the Beast is that a reboot or that's just another adaptation? Oh, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, all of these live, at, all these Disney movies. Real quick, yeah. The, Disney considers them reboots. I, I think would they're consider remakes. them remakes. I would say remake because that's pretty much that movie. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would say the live action movies are remakes because well, they're taking. Yeah, just I. I, I think I remakes. think they're they're remakes or because it's, at least it's not like the sequel. Yeah, an I would also consider them adaptations because they're adapta- ad- ad- adapting a which different weird, sort, a different yeah. material, which is weird because it's an adaptation of an adaptation. That's the world for you. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like when I always say, like, if you wanted to remake Jurassic Park, you could t- just take bits from the book and make a completely different film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're uh, you're readapting something. And I think Lion King, I think um, Lion King, um, Beauty, Beauty and the Beast specifically, has an adaptation of an animated film, mm-hmm. or like Speed Racer is an adaptation of a of a uh, yeah, animated anime. animated series. And I think that's kind of the difference. Um, yeah, adaptation. That's different. I think the, yeah. I think those would be like because if you're Taking if you're putting something from into a different medium, I think that should be considered an adaptation. I agree with adapting that. something from one medium to another. That's why I was saying with the Power Rangers thing because even though those were like movies, big movies, like those were still the TV actors. Yeah. So I would consider this new movie just this Power Rangers movie to be like a new adaptation. Yeah, I don't it's think an it's adaptation necessarily a reboot. Yeah. yeah. Would Christopher Robin be a reboot or a remake? That's oh. a good question. That that's a, a toughie. That's a that's a, that's like a. I would. Put, I feel like it's a sequel. I would put Christopher yeah. Robin sequel. Yeah. Pre- reboot. Well, I would put Christopher Robin more as. Because then it's old the, man, old man Robin. Yeah, because then well then we'd be talking <laughs> about the Star Wars thing again. Because Star Wars is the same thing. Yeah. It's an old it's old man Han Solo. But no, he's but not but the focus. but Christopher Robin isn't a sequel to any specific movie. Yeah. It's just like, like the whole True, lore of it. Just yeah. like the car- it's kind of like Sherlock Holmes one is is like set after all the Sherlock Holmes, uh, uh, or like or uh, jumping in video games Spider Man. It's not a sequel to any specific game, but it takes place in the future of what we know Spider Man. Batman has. Arkham. Arkham, yeah, same thing. Yeah, um, oh, I like it. But just kind of with like different tweaks, like th- certain things haven't happened yet in their lives. Yeah, or um, things like that. Yeah, I think it's good discussion. It's fun. Um, That's a much longer than I anticipated. Great. Yeah. So let's uh, let's get into our book club then. Okay. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd uh, Comic Shop. Yeah. Hi. Um. Do you have any books? Uh, can you be a little more specific? Um. Anything readable? Time now for our book club. Ryan, take it away. Hey, it's me, Spooky Iliopolis here, and uh, I chose a pretty graphic and wonderful book called Nailbiter. By uh, Joshua Williamson and Mike Henderson. The current writer of Flash. Current writer of Flash and uh, Birthright, Birthright and so many books. This hey, Birthright's real good, real quick. Okay. He writes uh, like 10 books a month. Um, so Nailbiter. Just the Odyssey. Sorry. He does? Oh, he does Odyssey? Mm-hmm. Dude, that dude is working. Uh, Nailbiter is about a small town of Buckaroo, Air, Oregon? <laughs> I keep wanting to say Buckaroo Bonsai. Buckaroo Bonsai. <laughs> Buckaroo, uh, Oregon. Across yeah. the 8th dimension, yeah. I want to say it's Buckaroo, Oregon. And it's the... 
it's the birthplace of the the 16 most uh, uh, notorious serial killers on like in the world. Some of these serial killers have real good names, like Nailbiter, the Book Burner, the Book Burner. Yeah, um, the, I'm, I'm gonna get yeah, to the page. Um, but anyway, it's about this uh, this FBI investigator who goes to uh, check out his FBI friend who went to go... Here it is. The Crossbones Killer, a man obsessed with making skull and crossbones sculptures with the real thing. Hell yeah. The Terrible Two, brother and sister duo who only killed other twins. It's great. The Blonde, men would catcall her on the street and she'd cut out their tongues, tie their lips together, and then... Okay, wait. This is when she gets cut off. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a there's a kid who is like the world's like he's like one of he's like a just terrific artist, and he and, and he views people as like you don't look as good as you are, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you and then re uh like repurpose your organs to make you look like a piece of art. Yes, because like it's not that you look bad; it's I can make you look better. And I'm like, that's some really twisted shit, dude. The Y2K killer. Yes. Um. So yeah, this guy uh goes to visit this town because he wants to know wh- why is this like? What's the secret? Why are all these yeah. serial killers being born here? And he calls his friend, who's yes. an army intelligence officer, who is moments away from killing himself. Yes. So thank God he got that call, uh, to go visit this town because he goes missing. So uh, Agent Fitch, who is our main character, our pro pro protagonist, uh, protagonist. No, I know. Uh, protagonist. Uh, he goes to visit this town. Uh, to see you. Hey, where's my friend at? Where's Carol at? Uh, uh, yeah, this dude named Carol. Yeah. Hey, it happens with two L's. Uh, Lewis Carroll. Well, that's the last name. Damn it. Yeah. Um. So he goes to this town, and chaos ensues, and uh, and Nailbiter is like the main serial killer of this book, and he uh he cho- he chews people's nails off, and then kills them. And well, he kills them first, and then chews their no, nails he cho- off. He says he chews their nails off and then kills them. Oh, either way, it's disturbing and gross. Yeah. But so like he he um. <laughs> He makes like you're kind of led to believe that initially because this kind of like subverts tropes in mm-hmm. the, a, a really interesting way. Like he 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 almost kind of makes you believe is like I'm not going to be a Hannibal Lecter type person. And someone's like, "Who's Hannibal Lecter?" And he's like, "Come on, oh you young people." Yeah, and he's like, "I don't even like Chianti." Uh, who somebody described this as? Oh yeah, uh, it's Twin Peaks mixed with Seven. So those are two things I really like. Yeah, he he like it's a murder mystery. Joshua Williamson was like, "I'm so fascinated by like what makes a serial killer." So I'm trying. So yeah. in this book, I try to. Uh, really dive into that kind of idea of where what makes a serial killer what's inside their heads yeah. maybe we can figure out what makes them tick um, I thought this book was real good I think this book is freaking awesome and mm. I can't wait to read more there's um, six volumes I think. it's it's up there now it's, it's over for a it's while. over now yeah it's definitely over now um, I I think you know like Thor I'm definitely gonna pick this one up yeah. uh, kind of continuously I think this book is really great um, it's really gory. It's it's and I think the art. It's um, Mike Kennison. His artwork is really like it's it's so hard to describe and it's very unique. Like you know it's his. You know it's him by the way he draws faces and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's very uh, 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 oh, yeah, expressive. Look at those faces. Yeah, like very expressive, and every character has their own look, and you immediately know who the characters are. And uh, Williamson's characterization of like the serial killers, serial killers, is super interesting. And like this this FBI agent who. Is, is on leave. He shouldn't even be working, but he has to go check out his friend uh, because, you know, it's his friend he's missing. And he teams up with this sheriff and, and everyone is involved in this serial killer mystery Everyone plot. is... It's so Twin Peaks. ...somehow involved because they're all related to someone who has been yeah. a serial killer. Like uh, the sheriff... Her, her boyfriend, her prom date is the nail biter. Yeah. Uh, the guy who runs this like murder souvenir Riley, shop. Riley, yeah. Riley. His grandfather was the si- the town's first serial killer. The book burner. Yeah, and he's trying to like profit off of their nostalgia. Actually, one of the things that was really interesting is they're talking about it, and it's like he's actually 
technically he, he only got became a serial killer on a technicality. He killed like he burned down two libraries and killed like five people, which yeah. is the bare minimum to be considered it, a serial killer. Reminds me a lot of this new Halloween movie. Yeah, in that aspect because Hall- Halloween uh, limits uh, Michael Myers kills to five, which apparently in is the bare minimum. Standards is not that I big of a deal. I didn't even know there was a bare minimum to be a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's. Um, I thought it was like frequent. I thought it was like if you're killing people frequently, you're a serial yeah. killer. But like, no, apparently there's a bare minimum. Huh. Um, there's a really interesting page where they're going into a morgue and the lights keep flickering on and off. Oh, it's so good. And dude. it's really, really cool. Like you see, like you get a wide panel and then black and then wide panel and then black and then wide panel. And this, this murderer and then is a slowly getting just closer. Just the next the wide panel is like this murderer shows up, shows yeah. up in the background. The Y2K killer. And black, he's gone. Black, he's there. Yep. And he's picked up a knife, black, and then he's then gone. Then he's gone. Yeah, dude, this book's super spooky. Um... I really like all the characters in it, and like people are just starting to get killed like immediately. So like something's going on in this yeah. town, and they like reluct- reluctantly have to team up with Nailbiter, who first of all got off of like 150 murder charges. Yeah, who we'll probably figure out how that happened, but like good job, buddy. They say they say it's like because the jury was incompetent. Yeah, and it's like yeah, there's like 45 counts of like trying to murder someone and 64 counts of actually murdering someone. Yeah. But like oh, I guess the evidence isn't there enough, even though he chews fingernails off. Yeah, he, he we uh he's not guilty. And I was like what? It's like uh it's like when Lex Luthor gets off because Superman doesn't show up to trial. Yeah. It's like, who did not show up to get this bad guy on trial? Yeah, exactly. Trial? Yeah. What about you, Ben? He didn't read it. No? Uh, dude, I was going to say. It's okay. Yeah, no worries. I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I had to pack this week. No, dude. No, you you are you, actually buddy, moving. You are moving. No, yeah. You yeah. are fine. No, you're good. Um, I just think this book is really well made and I think uh, oh, it's super graphic and like using black and white uh, imagery with some blood uh, to make the blood red is real great. Yeah. Um, I like spooky stuff like this, and like I said, it's like Twin Peaks, and it reminds me a lot of Twin Peaks. Uh, it doesn't. It sets up a lot of mysteries that you have to read more to find out. And I'm actually like intrigued and invested. And I, uh, yeah, it's definitely the beginning of something. If you guys did read this, um, definitely search search out more because it, it is the it is the beginning of something. And uh, like a lot of these first volume, a lot of these volumes that we try to pick can be seen as like standalone volumes. Yeah. But this one, I think you gotta you gotta read the next one. It's an ongoing it's mystery. an ongoing mystery. Yeah, um, um, because yeah, like, it the the last pa- the last page really you know you got some questions well like yeah uh there's a scene where uh where the young the teenage girl is talking to nailbiter uh i think edward warren i think his name mm-hmm. uh and he says the thing like oh you guys have you never seen silence of the lambs you're so young and his whole thing is like chewing fingernails so she wants to get information from him she says i'll let you i'll let you have some of these if i can get some words from you yeah like do oh girl you are messed up yeah you are truly truly messed up and it's great I just wonder, well, like, I really want to know what her deal is. And, like, I can't imagine. Like, they, they find Carol. Yeah. Like, spoilers. And, and his mouth is sewn shut and his arms chopped off. Yeah. But he's alive. He's He's got the MO of two of the known serial killers. And that's yep. the thing. Like, these serial killers who are, A, long dead. Or you think so. Or you think so. Yep. Are popping up in this town. Yeah. And, and they're trying but, to get rid of his evidence and stuff. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting stuff. So, it just makes me wonder if... If there's gonna be some crazy supernatural thing, because Twin Peaks is supernatural, but mm-hmm. it starts very realistic. So I'm curious. I'm very curious to see where it goes. Could be like a demon's curse or something yeah. like that. Like I really enjoy the fact that the sheriff like was uh, dated the nail biter as a teenager, and, and like they were like prom dates, and then he just disappeared and came back as a murderer. Yeah. And he still calls her like baby bird and like yeah. all this stuff, and it's so. Creepy. And then, again, like the the guy who runs the murder the murder souvenir shop, his grandfather was the book burner. Yep. And, um. There's like someone's cousin was oh the morgue the mortician's cousin. Was one was one of the oh, killers, yeah. Morty, and he's like, "Your name actually can't be Morty the Mortician." It's like, "Nah, it's like Arthur Douglas or something." Yeah. I just like, I like, I thought it was silly. Yeah, um, yeah, this book is real great. 
I'm yeah. glad you picked this one. Yeah, uh, uh, it's the last spooky book of the month, unfortunately. No, it's not. I got a spooky book next oh, month. Oh, November spookies! I yes. mean, no, it, I'm, I will love it. I, want I am it. using a, uh, I'm using a cheat. Yeah, it is going to be part of our, our spooky spectacular book club. I, I don't know. I keep no, naming different things no, every cool. week. So yeah, go get nail biter. It's real great. Uh, hey, Brandon, what's going to be your book club? Well, I figure because the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina a TV series has just dropped on Netflix, I've picked Chilling Adventures Wait, of Sabrina. Out? Yeah. yeah, it's out. So, just so many shows, dude. <laughs> it dropped this weekend. Jesus. I picked The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, The Crucible, which is volume one of the comic book series uh, that this is based. Uh, so that'll be the last spooky book of the I'm glad to read thing. it. Um, I figure, be, you know, it's, it is going to be after October, but, you know, The Close Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Hey, Halloween isn't a day. Out. It's a, It's a lifestyle. I figure the show is out on Netflix. Maybe people would like to see yeah. where, the, where the book came from. I'm looking forward to reading it as well. Uh, I picked it up for $5 at the Archie booth um, on the last day of Comic-Con one year uh, because they were like, we need to get rid of everything. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that'll, that'll be mine. So The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, uh, colon, The Crucible. Is that still Frank Avila? Yeah. Sweet. Oh. No, he only does Afterlife with Archie. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, this is someone else, but the same writer. Okay, cool. Uh, the guy who's writing the TV show. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's very nice. All right. That'll do it for us this week. Um, before we get out of here, I do want to give you an update. I know I said the Mythalanias was going to be out last Wednesday, but uh, we got some really good feedback from Ryan and some other it's podcaster me. friends that I... Uh, I tried to be as brutally honest but helpful as I could be. I appreciated that. Um, I wrote down all the notes and, I, you know, uh, I had a lot of people like, you know, you could release it as is, but I was like, I want to get out the gates running. I want to incorporate these these notes uh, immediately, so we're, there's no growing pains. I think there will be growing pains, but hey, man, yeah, it's starting some. So we are we're not necessarily starting back from starting back from the drawing board, going back to the drawing board, but we are going. It's to... It's going to be a reboot of episode one. Yeah, or a remake. It's a reboot of reboot. Episode one. Okay. Oh, remake. We're, we're, we're it's the same topic. <laughs> yeah, same topic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we are going to be doing that again. So the new release date is November seventh. So get excited for that. I am very excited about it. I am. Uh, I am too. All in all, though, do you want to give audiences what you thought of it? Ooh, boy. I think, especially after playing God of War, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to learn more about that stuff, a little more in-depth, definitely give it a shot because it's about Norse mythology and the yeah. creation of all that stuff. And I learned some cool cool, fun facts that I can't remember off the top of my head because it's under pressure. But uh, I like I like I love podcasts. So if I can actually learn something and listen to a podcast yeah. while playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, that's so much rich history. Yeah, I'm gonna work on getting two episodes at launch. So we'll see what happens there. Nice. But definitely, the first episode will be dropping November seventh. Um, all right, then. Uh, as you all know, we are a Funko affiliate. Uh, you can. Uh, uh, what can you do? You can click the link in the description. Link it. Um, Bop it. And uh, buy your normal stuff, but at checkout you can use Shop Ten for ten percent off your purchase. And remember, you got to use the link in the description. It will not work if you don't. Um, well, the discount code probably will, but we don't get anything for it if Help you don't. Help us. Um, thank you to our listeners. We always appreciate your patronage. Um, thank you to Jeremy Vellucci. You can find him on Instagram at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. He does our theme music intros and a lot of other things. He's a great longtime collaborator. Uh, his show, Suburban Proctologist. And a longtime friend. And a longtime friend. Should still be on iTunes. Uh, hopefully, the new episode will be coming out soon. Uh, you can find that at Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official. Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Thank you to Mike Matola. Thanks, Mike. How's he doing, Ben? You saw him at Comic Con? I did. He's doing quite well. He's working on a brand new print. I'm very excited. Hopefully, he debuts that one on, on our show like this yeah. one. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, you can find him at Mike Matola, Mike Matola uh, on Instagram and Twitter. 
Uh, subscribe. Uh, find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. I'm at FakeNerdGuys at gmail.com. You can find me at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. You can find Ryan. DJ Tony Snark at everything. Ben. Ben Magnet 27 on Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to us on Wait. iTunes. Our fallen felted friend is at SPARKZWitty. KZ Witty. KZ Witty. That's his rap name. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, rate and review wherever you get us. Nothing helps more than a rate and review. Until we reboot the show. Until we reboot the show. Until all new, all different. Next. Fake nerd. <laughs> I'd be into that. Yeah. No. No. Okay. <laughs> Until next week, guys. Stay fake nerds.